So recently I had heard this thing, I, I, probably on Reddit, I imagine, or somewhere online, and they were talking about, it's like one of those questions where if you could um, erase a favorite like TV show or movie that you have, you know, what, what would that be? Um, basically was the idea of it. And I read the thread and there's lots of different things. And it, it essentially was just like everybody's like favorite movies. They were like, I, if I could erase this from my brain and watch it fresh is the idea, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It, so you, you know you like it now, you get another chance. And so what would that be? So Amanda and I were watching Scream a bunch this week, you know, gearing up for this episode and everything. And so that was like what first came to my mind. Like, I love Scream so much. But man, if I could, if I could watch it for the first time and not know who the killers are, Mm-hmm. And like be able to just be down for the ride. I thought that would be really cool. So my question is, I am curious for both of you, what movie or TV show or both or whatever would that be? But also the larger question I think is, would it be worth it? Like with with uh, Scream or like Empire Records we watched recently, and that's one of our favorite movies. And I was like, man, if I could rewatch this for the first time, that'd be so fucking cool. But also if I erased that, then I would forget all of the memories I have had with it. Like. Scream, we've watched well over 100 times. We watched it three times this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, easily watched it over 100 times. And there's a lot of nostalgia built in there, too. And I'm kind of terrified that if I did that, I would not love the thing that I still love now after all these years. Like, what if I watched, what if I erased my memory of Scream, <laughs> rewatched it, and hated it? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh man, this was a terrible decision, but I can't go back. So, mm-hmm. both uh, to both of you, what would that thing be? And do you agree that you would even do it, I guess? Amanda, mm-hmm. you want to start us off? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird because there's like so many things that come into mind that are older. Mm-hmm. Like the first TV show that came to mind was Veronica Mars, specifically Ooh. the first that's, season. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, is that because part of it is it's a great show, great humor, great mysteries. But I'm also thinking like some of it is that it was what a few years ahead of where we were school-wise or something. It was a few years behind us. A few years behind like us. Like for high school, yeah. But it was, like, timely for what we were going yeah, through. Yeah, it was right? kind of similar, yeah, yeah. And so I wonder if I were to watch it now with no memory of it, if it would, like, have the same effect. Yeah. And would you know... I guess you would know coming out of whatever this operation or pill you took that, like, erased that. You would know you did like the thing? I don't know. Would you? Or would you know anything about it at all, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Veronica Mars is a good one, though. Any kind of whodunit, I guess, is always kind of good. I was like, going to say a mystery. Yeah. Because... To be able to relive the mystery is fun. Or maybe a classic movie. Catwoman. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. If mm-hmm. you could remember not ever watching that, because we've never <laughs> yeah. done it, because it's yeah. not a good movie. I hear. I don't uh, know. Uh, the basketball scene's really good. Really <laughs> There's well one scene I hear. It's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about uh, you, Brent? Uh, this is a good question. Uh, so either movie yeah, or, or TV show. Yeah. Um, I, I've thought about this in the context of like, you know, I love the uh, the MCU movies, the, the Marvel Cinematic mm. Universe movies. And I think it'd be fun to watch those from the beginning just because I have nostalgia of those characters from my youth and like reading comics and stuff. But then I feel like I would spend the entire day just trying to like essentially cram all these movies into one. Yeah like full 24 hour period. And I would just end up ruining my life by doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like imagining a scenario where I've got like my brain will reset if I fall asleep. So Mm. it would like be erased each time or whatever. So I get to enjoy it each time I watch it. But like 
I would just drive my wife insane, but it's like, oh, he's on his 84th watch of Iron Man 1. This so you're week, saying you know? like every time you rewatch it, it's a new time? <laughs> right, yeah. That would this, be... is, this is the scenario I've, I've pictured <laughs> like in my head Groundhog before. Groundhog's Day, but yeah. for movies? Yeah, but for nightmare life, you know? Mm. That's, so, that's where my brain goes. Yeah, are you aware you're in that loop? Like, are you aware that Iron Man, the movie, exists mm-hmm. and that you would like to watch it, but you've, quote unquote, never seen it and you just keep mm-hmm. picking it over and over again? I'd be like, oh, this is the starting point. <laughs> OK, I guess so. You know, it'd be like 50 first dates or whatever. You know? Exactly. It's kind of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With movies like Steven yeah. has to wake you up in the morning and be like, hey, Brand. Mm-hmm. he has to sing me awake with a ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I will do that. Yeah. I will certainly do that. And be like, today's a new day. Mm-hmm. You get to. Man, it's kind of amazing to think about taking care of a Brent that has <laughs> some sort of, like, we took a pill to forget our favorite movies or TV shows, and uh, Brent's stuck, and he yeah. can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. And every day I have to wake him up and show him Iron Man, but we're not allowed to watch any of the rest of the MCU <laughs> movies. It's literally Brandy's nightmare. <laughs> yes, 100%. Like, I could see Steven leaving a VHS tape out, and it'd be like, watch me or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then we've, like, just progressed in technology. I'm like... The fuck am I supposed to do with this? Like I don't, <laughs> what, I don't know what to do with this. Stephen, help. Where's my Apple TV? Damn it! Yeah, it's supposed to be streaming <laughs> stuff. It's yeah, a burned not. DVD. And you're like, I don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't know what to do with this. I had to like walk through my neighborhood to find somebody right you know, who has a DVD player. You know, and then the day's over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just get no Iron down. Man that day. No. Mm-mm. Man, no. that's what, what it would come in handy to be made of iron. You know. Be it a shot be, trying to break into another person's house. Scenario. <laughs> yeah. Did, so is that the movie you choose, Iron Man? Um, pff, no. I, I like your <laughs> I like your your approach of like some uh, you know something with nostalgia that's built into it. Mm-hmm. Th- that's going to factor in heavily, right? So showgirls. Um, man, it, could this scenario be like I wish I just didn't waste time like watching something? Oh, like, I like that. Like if you wasted time onto something you hated you get mm-hmm. to go back and get that time back is that yeah oh that'd be good like that's you a whole reclaim... different scenario <laughs> yeah that is a different scenario but that's the it one i want to answer theoretical. um mm-hmm. so obviously you know i said catwoman jokingly earlier but i think there's only one true answer i can give and that's the i would love to have the time i spent watching one particular movie back and that movie has got to be say it with me one two three mad max fury road oh you son of a bitch <laughs> I think Amanda's might be on board with you on that. I don't remember if she watched. I've never seen it. I don't think she has any, <laughs> any inclination to watch that. Mm-hmm. I'll tell yeah. you what, though. Mad Max Fury Road has one great thing going for it, and that's Charlize Theron. And yeah, she she's is good Furiosa. Mm-hmm. And that leads into another great thing, which is they're doing a Furiosa prequel movie starring Anya Taylor-Joy. Ugh. Oh, well. Does that get you in there? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Just mm-hmm. need to spend a few minutes with that thought. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll spend a few minutes with that thought as well. <laughs> <laughs> They're both going to separate bathrooms? Weird. We watched a movie a few days ago. I was going to say we could bring that up. Uh, we're not really into the show yet, but we'll get there soon enough. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck it. And I was like, she is just beautiful. We watched Last Night in Soho, the new Edgar Wright movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had seen it like a week ago, and I bought it. And then uh, I, I was like, I think a man is going to like this. Mm-hmm. So I showed it to her, yeah, and she's... Mm-hmm. Anya Taylor-Joy is uh, amazing as always. Mm-hmm. You should watch, uh, if you like her in, in movies and stuff, uh, you should watch New Mutants. Um, I think it's worth the time. <laughs> don't watch it. I mean, it's like, watch it. I don't even, uh, never even heard of that. Like, I'm pretty sure. This thing I'm... is made up. Uh, 
It's a real X-Men movie. Is mm-hmm. she in it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, the idea is, uh, you've never seen Nightmare on Elm Street 3, I don't think. The, the idea is that it's like these, mm-hmm. these kids with mutant powers, like they get them when they're, they hit puberty, you know, in the X-Men universe. Mm-hmm. So it's like they've developed these powers, but they're like dangerous. And a bunch of these teens are I in... I think you've told me about this. Okay, yeah. yeah. They're in like a mental institution Yes. for that reason. Okay. And then they try to like break out. Was that out. like one of her earlier roles? Well, I mean... Not really. But it had such a weird trajectory to come out. Mm-hmm. I think it was like filmed years ago. And it just came out like last year or something. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the pandemic a, delayed it. And then mm-hmm. before that it was delayed because... It sucks. Uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, oh, uh, Disney bought Fox, and oh, yeah, like it was part of the, the merger thing, and it, it was just a whole avalanche of uh, yeah. weird scenarios. And they had to do like a bunch of reshoot. I think it really did. Like they were like, "Oh, this sucks. We need mm-hmm. to reshoot a bunch of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's not testing well." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's still a, a big old mess. It could have been really cool, but she's great in it as always. I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's great in everything. She has bangs. If that's a draw for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like calling it bangs or fringe? Well, what? I'm not British. So Why not? I would like I've to been call it for years. <laughs> I would like to call it fringe, but I'm pretty sure people would be like, "What the fuck?" Is that why? Uh, what's her name in the TV show Fringe has bangs? Oh, in the wow. first season, it's that would be the way of the thing. <laughs> they realize it's not about fringe science. It's all about bangs the entire time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, she lifts them up, and there's a tiny alien creature that's been controlling her brain the entire time. <laughs> it's voiced by Seth Rogen. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, would that take the show up a level for it you? It kind of would. Mm-hmm. That would yeah. be a big reveal. Like, would especially be. if, like, over the seasons, her bangs got bigger and bigger, and they didn't talk about it. They just started, like, kept growing, and, like, over time, it's like, they're, like, down past her ears. <laughs> like, nobody mentions it. Because okay. the alien's becoming a teenager. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like Julia Childs came alive. <laughs> but seven. if, but if why, Julia though, Child was like, yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> if Julia Child were to be like, yes, queen, that's yeah. what it's about. That, that's it, yeah. Well, that's a great way to start the show then. So I want to say we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And uh, welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. We're rejoined today by my lovely wife, Amanda. Hello, Amanda. Hello. There's a child oh, outside what? who just yelped. Yeah. Wait, what was it? It was a child, I think. There's Julia a bunch of child? Kids. Possibly. <laughs> She's oh, like, hello. <laughs> Man, is she, is, she, is she dead? I think she's dead. Is she? So it would be even worse. Yeah. Oh, God. Because zombie. 2022 is worse than I thought. Man. She probably died, like, years ago, but, you know, we're just now finding out about this. I love it. We've done this multiple times on the mm-hmm. show, though, where we're, like, talking yeah, about someone. She died in mm-hmm. 2004. Oh, my God. And we're just now finding out about it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Obama. Here we go again. So, mm. Julia Child is dead, everybody. Um, oh, my God. You heard it here first. <laughs> I'm just sorry. Sad day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, but uh, we're here to talk about a lovely family film, Scream. Mm-hmm. Today, which is lovely. Um, so it's 1996's Scream, Wes Craven's. Oh my God, Stephen! I made a horrible mistake. Oh no! What'd you do? Well, you, we discussed that we we're going to talk about Scream on this episode. Uh huh. Sure. And I watched a movie called Scream. Yeah, it's easy enough. It's, just, it's Scream. Yeah, it's just, so it's, it came out. Yeah, from 2022. No, Brent. Oh my God! You did it. You fell and for see, it. See Hollywood. This is the problem. Mm-hmm. This is the problem when you rename a movie the, the same, same. title. <laughs> 
in the same timeline. You know what Brent it's, told me the other day? There oh are God. three Halloweens. Do you realize that? Mm-mm. Because there's Rob Zombie's Halloween. I totally forgot about it because I've never seen it. I've Wasn't tried. everybody like, no, fuck that. Forget that that existed. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. For the most part. And I think it's like some people call it like Rob, Zo- Rob Zombie. Rom Zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Halloween. to just sit down, snuggle up with my honey, and just watch a Rob Zombie movie. You know? It's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. It's. Um, a different choice. I've tried it many times. I can't get into it. But I had forgotten that it's like literally just called Halloween. I think it was 2007. So there's a Halloween 78, Halloween 07, Halloween 18. There were three of those fuckers. And um, this is the world we live in, guys. Welcome to it. Have you never watched all of the the Rob Zombie Halloween? I tried it. The So what I've heard is like the first one is like his retelling of the original movie with some other things in it. But I was kind of, like, bored by that. I've heard the second one, he does his own thing. He wanted to make his own Halloween movie. But I'm also not a Rob Zombie fan. Like, any films I've tried of his, I cannot get into. I do not. They're very dirty to me. He, in Mm. general, looks very, like, grungy, dirty in a bad way. Like, the movies make me feel gross. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily like horror movies that make me feel gross. Like, Halloween or Scream, like, are fun and slick kind of looking, you know? Mm -hmm. And... Like, his stuff with, like, <clears throat> the clown makeup, there's, like, some dude, I can't remember his fucking name right now, that people love that says, like, a beard and, like, a bald head and stuff. Mm-hmm. Captain something. Um, people love that. Like, I just can't get into it. So I've, I have even tried, I think whenever Halloween Kills came out, <clears throat> I tried his uh, original Halloween as, again, and I was like, this is not for me. Like, it is so Rob Zombie. So I want to watch them eventually, but I feel like it would be better if I met up with some horror fans that liked it or at least like would be have fun with it like hadn't seen it you know um but by myself i'm like yeah it's not for me and i I revere that first movie so much so i'm like i don't need a retread of that from him you know you're talking about sid haig's character captain spaulding captain spaulding named after the tennis ball or you know whatever it's because he has uh uh his eyes are uh tennis ball green yeah, people don't it's know true. that a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. look yeah, at the poster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the poster for sure if you look deep. Yeah. Wow, Amanda's definitely checked out. She's mm-hmm. about to walk any second. Well, I just don't <laughs> have anything to add. Like, I don't know what what that movie is, so. Well, you don't need to know. It's just that it's also called Halloween and it's confusing. So we can definitely step off away from that. So, But Captain Spaulding is in Halloween? I think he's a different character in the Rom Zombiverse. Yeah, Rom Zombiverse. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, in House of a Thousand Corpses, and then, like, yeah. I think there are two sequels to that, right? What's his name? Captain Spaulding? Yes. I should know that. We play a ton of tennis. Yeah, look at this guy. <laughs> Not my thing. It's oh, like, geez. I mean, clowns in general, they don't freak me out a lot, but I do like them for their horror aspect, and I like that it freaks a lot of people out. That's but, me the day after Fourth of July. Wait, because <laughs> it's red and blue and white? <laughs> <laughs> the hat. Oh, yeah, he has, like, a little American hat on there. Yeah, you see that? Stars and Stripes? Did you get one of those pictures, Brent? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen those movies? You, no, you I, I never have. Like, uh, have you seen I, I Rob Zombie? Yeah. I, I like Rob Zombie, or I liked him as uh, a musician uh, when he mm-hmm. played with White Zombie and then uh, his first couple of solo albums or whatever. And then I heard he was coming out with movies. I was like, oh, really? I've seen those music videos. They're gonna. Oh, okay. I guess they're gonna let him do this. Okay. They're gonna do all this. Okay. Cool. Well, all right. That's a choice. Is he? Um, 
has he always like in White Zombie? Was he known as Rob Zombie? Are they all mm-hmm. zombie? Is it like a family? Is that his black <laughs> family? Is that zombies? Because <laughs> no. I. Just coming out of White Zombie, it just, and he's like, hey, and I'm Rob, Rob Zombie, I'm going solo. It just, it, on the surface, it sounds really funny to me. No, um, I think his last name is like Cumming or Cummings or something like he that. kept that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I could see like being teased with that name and wanting to change it later. Mm-hmm. But then he was like, he was definitely locked in his 15-year-old brain who he's like, my last name now is Zombie. Right. So I'm going to have that. But, <laughs> my um, band is a zombie, so I am also a zombie. <laughs> Sometimes I think about the people who have just like the sheer confidence to wake up one day and just be like, no, my name is Rob Zombie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm like, man, I overthink everything. And this person's like, no, <laughs> you will call me Zombie. I can't imagine ever going by my middle name. And we've talked about this early mm. on in, in oh, yeah. the show, Stephen, going by our middle names. But, like, I I wouldn't have the goal to just wake up one day and be like, no, I want to go by Alan now. It, you know, there is a huge draw for me from Jurassic Park 3 sure. where that raptor Alan. tells Alan Grant <laughs> on an airplane in a dream. <laughs> he just says his name back to him. Alan! Uh... So that is very tempting, but no, I, I could not Other do it. that. Yeah. And that's an obscure reference for a lot of people for you just mm-hmm. to go by that name. Yeah. Um, I did look him up. Speaking of middle names as well, uh, Rob Zombie's birth name was Robert Bartle Cummings. And I say Bartle because it is B-A-R-T-L-E-H. Bartle. What? Yeah. So he should have gone by that. Oh, my God. See it? That's got to be a family name or something. Bartley Zombie is his family's name. It was his grandfather back in 1902. He had an orchard. Oh, Robert. Has anyone seen Robert? I heard young Robert Bartley Zombie sitting on the front porch drinking a mint julep. It's green, Mm -hmm. like zombie flesh. Last I saw him, he was soaking a tea bag in a pot of water. As the zombies are known to do. As the zombies are known to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why zombies love brains. It's because whenever you drink tea, it really gets the brain juices flowing. Oh, yeah. And oh, that yeah. all tracks. Everyone knows this. I didn't know that. I I, I'm, I was underwear, but you, you enlightened me, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next time you watch Army of the Dead, just keep that in mind. It's really good. Zack Snyder does no wrong. It's a great movie. We um, all love it. It do doesn't have... It doesn't even have to be in focus. That's how good he is. <laughs> that sequel came out, or that spinoff, rather. Yeah, I, I know. I keep meaning to watch it. It's I out, not. right? Weird. Oh, it came out, just like, end of last year. Wait, are you saying that one of his movies wasn't in focus? Can you believe it? It was on purpose, though. It has this look to it that is so weird, where it's like it's like it's in Vegas, so, and so it has, like, heat wave sort of things, and they wanted, like, I don't know. I don't know what the goal was. I would was. find that so distracting. It, it is it so is. distracting. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. It is not even just out of focus. It's almost like they, like, would skew the lens in a way that, like, things in the background are super out of focus, and stuff in the foreground is super out of focus, but the middle is in focus, and mm-hmm. you're like, what am I supposed to fucking look at here? Mm-hmm. Because... Even though the middle's in focus, the foreground is what you're supposed to be. It's like a person's face, and it's completely mm-hmm. out of focus. Mm-hmm. And their ear is like in focus. It's so weird. It's just well, very I mean, strange. points for experimentation, but... I mean, he's got enough money yeah. coming to him, you know, from things. Yeah. Luckily, it's only two and a half hours long, so it's, it's really exactly. a breeze so to get a, through. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Would you, you like those two that. and a half hours back? Uh, I don't know. We talked about that on the show. I know we did a Fury Road episode as well, but, you know. Went that bad. I think if we're talking about quality, you know, you got to keep Army of the Dead, you know. You want to keep it in your brain? Yeah, let's keep that one. I feel like, you know, I, I just hmm. feel like I just didn't like uh, Mad Max Fury Road. And you know what? I would say that to Mel Gibson's fucking face, you know. I think you should. I should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next time you see him. Yeah. yeah. When, whenever I go see Daddy's Home 3 and he uh-huh. shows in it, <laughs> it shows up in it for whatever goddamn reason, I'll tell him. I just imagine you meeting him and telling him that, and he starts like throwing out Jewish slurs, and you're like, I'm brown. There's other ways to get at me. I'm definitely not Jewish, though. And he pulls out like a quarterback <laughs> wristband thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, let's see. Like, yeah. what kind, are you Mexican? Like, what, just point on, the, like, what shade of brown? You know? No, he's like, what's your last n- name, first letter, and the, and the street address where you grew up? <laughs> I gotta look up on this chart. <laughs> He's like, uh, this information does not help me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, fucking fell Gibson at it again, you know? Ugh, that mm-hmm. guy. God. Oh, man. Well, mm-hmm. so to get back on topic, which is yeah. never fun, um, we will be discussing Scream 1996, uh, the original film today. And we, uh, man and I are so excited to talk about this. We're huge fans of it. And we've mm-hmm. been, as I said, we've been watching it all week. Um, we do have a few things I wanted to talk about for some mini topics, but I was curious if you did as well, Brent. I do. And now all right. we're all married. We're uh, a thruple now. <laughs> Get used to it. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Don't that's tell your all wife. it takes, you know? Don't tell her. But Brandy and I are already married, so how does that legally work? Mm. Well, you can be... Well, okay. So you're married to a woman, but we are also in a thruple, and mm-hmm. that... And I'm married to you. Hmm. But are you gay married to Stephen? That's the, that's the that's thing. That's the question. Mm-hmm. We, we believe in the sanctity of marriage so much, we've married multiple times within our friend groups. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's how committed to God yeah. we are. Mm-hmm. We want to give more love, more commitment. You mm-hmm. know, I don't see the problem here. Yeah, and I just want to, like, be a freeloader. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. my approach. You're like, whoever can support me. Yeah. Just, like, build a doghouse in the backyard. I'm fine. I'll take care of myself. I mean, that sounds like a good plan. Mm-hmm. It seems like Brandy's doing pretty well for herself. So, I mean, tell her. You, you know. and I are really doing well then since we uh-huh. both married her. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but I do feel like you're getting a little bit more of the money than I am. Well, I'm also getting a lot more of the yelling. So, oh, that's you know, true. Yeah. yeah. The caveat. She, yeah, she doesn't yell at me as much. Hmm. As much. There are moments. Unless I, <laughs> unless I eat dessert without her. Yeah, yeah. And I don't ever tell her about that. Your secret's no. safe. She yeah. takes it too. No, I remember one secret. time I started eating a dessert like five minutes before her that we were supposed to share. And it was like. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I felt like one one hundredth of what you felt. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And it wasn't pleasant. And I'm just living that every day. Every moment of every day. <laughs> just ter- I can see your eyes. You're terrified. I, I can feel the heat waves coming from the other room right now. Uh, By the way, we have one wife on who has not been on in a while. Um, the other wife, wife on, wife off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what Mr. Miyagi mm-hmm. said. Yeah. Um, and uh, yours refused to be on the episode today. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I did offer. I was like, uh, do you want to be on? Or I said, do you want to watch the Scream series with me? Yes. Do you want to be on the show? No. What if Amanda's on? No. I don't like immediate. Immediate no. Even She's, I couldn't convince her. Yeah, she was like, okay. I just don't like to hear my own voice. I'm like, you don't listen to the show. You don't have to. You don't just have to listen back to it. She's like, no. As I'm recording, I don't want to hear my own voice. I'm like, okay. 
I gotta listen to your voice all the time. <laughs> it just seems yelling at me. But okay. Wow. Okay. Does anybody like the sound of their own voice? No. <laughs> Only psychopaths. And maybe Stephen. I was about to be like. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen's like, that might actually, good. no, like anybody else. Whenever I hear mine, I'm like, who is that? That doesn't mm-hmm. that doesn't sound like me. But other yeah. people hear that, and that's what they're used to. So yeah, we we just try not to acknowledge it, and it's um, not hurt my feeling. Yeah, just just yeah, we just I appreciate that. We no, just I'm that. just saying, like you know, uh, pretty much what you were saying. I, I, I don't <laughs> I don't know where I was going with this. I, I was making a note, and then I was like, oh yeah, I try to pay attention and. Uh, <laughs> Yes, I, I thought that was a bit multitasking is a, an, an issue. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes, <laughs> like I had something I wanted to say, but then my brain was not connecting the dots. I was just like, okay, well, yeah, out in the ether it goes. <laughs> uh, but yes, if we're talking about many topics, then mm. I uh, I do have one that's uh, tangentially related to Scream from. 1996 mm-hmm. um, that we're talking about today. Um, have either of you heard of or watched a TV show called Good Girls? It Good aired Girls. on NBC. Yeah, I've heard of it. It's like currently on, right? Uh, it it actually ended last year, but it is oh, a wow. newer show. Doesn't it have Retta and then... Ooh, I love Retta. The, mm-hmm. I can't remember her name right now, but the girl who played yeah. the daughter in Independence Day? Yeah. Uh, Brent's like, I don't... What is her name? Um, her name is Mae Whitman. Yeah. yeah. Was, and then okay. the redhead mm-hmm. from Mad Men? Christina Hendricks. Yeah. Well, I I literally had the cast list pulled up in front of me. I was like, I don't know <laughs> who like, you're talking about. Who talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes. Retta all three is of from those. Parks and Rec. So yes. Retta, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all three of them are the leads of the show. It is a, uh, it's listed as like a comedy series, but it's kind of a, mm. more of a, a comedy drama, a dramedy, if you will. Oh. I just invented hear. that. <laughs> write that. Write that down, Stephen. Um, but it's a, a show that uh, aired on NBC, <clears throat> ran for four seasons. Uh, the first three seasons, as of this airing of the podcast, are available on Netflix. The fourth and final season is supposed to be on there by the mid-March, from what I understand. I looked it up before we started recording. Uh, but it's a very uh, funny show. Uh, there's some drama to it as well. It's not as dark as like a Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. but there is some like uh, intense scenes in there. Um, but uh, we watched all four seasons as it was airing uh, on Hulu. Right. I know it's a whole thing internationally. <laughs> I don't, I cannot help international listeners. I know... You know what? I can't even get into it. Don't but even worry about it. it. It's on Netflix. They'll find it. It's on it. Netflix right now. It's it's fine. You'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, a show that has those three actresses that we're talking about. They're all um, suburban mothers who live in Michigan. And uh, two of them are sisters. The Spoilers, the two white ones. Uh, I know. It's a, <laughs> what a twist. Um, but they're, they're, for various reasons, each of them is having a hard time um, making ends meet. So... And you'll see this in the the first episode. They decide to rob a grocery store. One of them works there, and they like put a plan together to rob this grocery store, get some extra money, um, and then they could pay these various bills or for these expenses that pop up. Uh, things go awry. They end up getting uh, caught by somebody who works there uh, in a way, and then things kind of just spiral out of control. Like there's a, a mob that gets involved oh, wow. and they end up having to work for them and launder money as, as the show goes on. Eventually 
uh, one of my favorite comedic actresses, Lauren Lapkus, joins the show. Ooh, yeah. And um, yeah, it's just a, a very, very uh, good show, a funny show, and a lot of twists and turns throughout. Oh, I love her. Yeah. And uh, for for uh, the people who are into fellas, uh, there's this guy on the show named Manny Montana uh, mm-hmm. who, who plays a character called Rio. And uh, there are a lot of times when I'm watching a movie or TV show with my wife and I'm like, so is this this fella do it for you? She's like, no, nah, I don't know. But then like uh, there's a certain point where I know she's into someone where I'm like, so what about this guy? She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. Hold on, I need to, I need to get a visual of Manny what does it for mm-hmm. Brandy. Yeah. He's Honestly, got, he kind of looks like Brent. He kind of looks like you. Right? Yeah, but he's got like this very deep voice. He's got a throat tattoo on the show. I as saw well. the throat tattoo. Yeah, is yeah. that doing it for her? You just need to get a throat tattoo. Is what I'm. That's thinking. what I said. Yeah. What if it, what if you were like Brandy? I want to like take our relationship to the next level. Mm-hmm. She's like, we're already married, and you're like, yeah, I know. Um, I'm gonna get a neck tattoo for you because I know you like it. You <laughs> also need to like. She gets to pick it out though. Raise one of your eyebrows when mm-hmm. you take photos because that's sort of what he does. Oh yeah, I would probably. Mm-hmm. End up looking like somebody who's doing a poor impression of The Rock, you know? <laughs> That's what? true. Yeah. You're like, I'm Tiny Rock. <laughs> I'm Pebble. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, he's got some, maybe some tips for you. You can uh, up your game a little bit. Next tattoo, tips. number one. Yes. Um, but I do think it's a show that both of you would like quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, each of those three lead actresses, uh, we get to see their um, their spouses, if they have spouses. Two of them do, and one of them has an ex-spouse. But um, one of those spouses is played by Matthew Lillard. I saw that on in here. the show. Love it. Connection. And it's, oh my God, I had not seen him in, a, in mm. anything since, I don't know, I think... Was Scream like the last big thing I saw him in? Maybe, Maybe there's something you, like b- before or, or after that. Yes, yeah, Scooby Doo. That's right. Yeah, James yeah. Gunn's Scooby Doo. Yeah. yeah, I heard he, on a podcast that he directed that movie. Turns out that's not true at all, Stephen. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I have to say, speaking of podcast, I mm-hmm. think he was, if I remember correctly, he was on Dax Shepard's podcast. Armchair and, expert. Wait, what? Armchair expert. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Um, First of all, he was, like, the nicest guy ever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. People seem to really like him personally, yeah. But he was also extremely humble and like, the way that he talked about. He was like, yeah, I've been able to do some great things, but he's like, I'm not in any kind of echelon like some other people are. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, very, I don't know, forthcoming and realistic about what his life has been. Mm-hmm. And the, like, parts that he's played and sort of, like, the sections of his life that he was more successful with acting than other parts and I just found it I don't know sort of refreshing that he was just kind of like yeah this is what it is and like I guess he talked about like a certain role that he took he was just like yeah we just needed money so I took this role Mm -hmm. yeah I could I could see that uh, real quick hey Siri set up a reminder to work uh, look up the word echelon later (laughs) thank you (laughs) All right, Steve whenever you're ready I was going to say other things he's been in that I, I had known he, he'd become like a, a director or maybe a writer director. Um, oh. So he did a movie called Fat Kid versus the World or something like that. Um, oh, Dawn of Justice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've seen it. Um, <laughs> there's a safe cracker in it. It's out of focus. Anyway, don't worry <laughs> about it. There's a lot of stuff there. Uh, Is that like when a white baseball player slides into home? Is it a safe cracker? 
Yep. <laughs> okay. I thought so. I just wanted to make sure. Um, so he was in Scream. He was in uh, he, uh, She's All That in uh, 1999. One of my favorite roles of right? his. Right. He's so funny. When he does the worm. Yeah. He's like the, the guy who uh, was on The Real World. And then he's dating one of the main actresses in the movie on that. Let me take oh, this wow. over, Stephen. Okay, please. Okay. <laughs> Just a brief rundown, if you remember okay. this. Mm-hmm. The main character, Freddie Prince Jr. Mm-hmm. And then Rachel Lee Cook, right? Yes. Freddie Prince Jr. has a girlfriend who breaks up with him for Matthew Lillard's character. Jodie Lynn O'Keefe. Yes. Oh, okay. Who is then, at that point, I think he had previously been on Real World. Yeah. So he got like some fame, but then she takes him to like a how, like a high school house party, and he is um, a weirdo. He takes over the dance floor. Yeah, he hmm. does the worm. He gets on the ground. He like thrusts his pelvis in the air, and he's like, "I am hot." He shit. thrusts his pelvis into a girl's face. Oh yeah, they're a high school girl, obviously. Yeah. So it's cool. That's okay. I mean, that's know. fine. I think it's, it's fine. fine. It's, I don't know. Problems, right? It's fine. Um, it's 1996, guys. It was yeah, it's guys, fine. You know, it's, it's fine. A different. It's a different era. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's a different era. Um, Fat Kid Rules the World, by the way, was the name of the movie that he uh, he had done in 2012, 10 years ago now. Oh, okay. Um, that he uh, directed. But um, yeah, he's been in, uh, you know, like other things. Uh, the most recent that I remembered is the... Um, George Clooney movie that came out a few years ago with Shailene Woodley. Oh, The Descendants. The Descendants. He was um, great. He's great yeah. in that. He's not a huge part in it, but it was it was lovely to see him because I love him as Stu and Scream so much. And then uh, he seems so personally likable, so I like any kind of success that he gets. But yeah, he's been in a few things, but not like a, a huge star, especially for, for Scream standards. Some of those, like Nev Campbell and mm-hmm. some of those people you know, became so huge. I know that he was... Uh, really enthusiastic about being able to play Shaggy in those live action movies. Yeah. And then he ended up voicing Shaggy in a bunch of like that. animated movies. He's and like whatnot. 15 of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then no when they were, they were producing Warner brothers was producing that, uh, that Scoob movie. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> maybe that's, maybe that's my choice of movies to not see anyway, or remember, um, he, he didn't get a chance to voice Cha- uh, Shaggy and he was bummed out about it. And oh, because he wasn't the voice of Scoob. Uh, right. Uh, uh, yeah. In Scoob, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, I think he should have the... He's so well-liked in the role of Shaggy that he should be able to voice the uh, Jamaican rapper Shaggy as well. Oh, wow. Like, that's how good he is, you know? Wow. Yeah. Amanda's like, what? Amanda's no, like, check I'm, out. I'm she's just like... She's like, it wasn't head. me. She said, no, I don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's been around, uh, and it's it's great to see him anytime that you get to. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, he's he's uh, he's in that show quite a bit. Like he's a he's a good supporting role all throughout. So if you want some modern Lillard, oh, check out Good Girls Man, on NBC slash Netflix. Good podcast. Definitely title. not Hulu. Don't ask me. <laughs> don't where check on it. Don't ask me where the <laughs> fuck it is internationally. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so we had, in the intro we kind of brought up I was going to mention again that we had watched last night in Soho and I do mm-hmm. recommend that mm-hmm. uh, I think Amanda liked it as well mm-hmm. uh, Brent we had talked about that briefly when it came out because you and I both bought it around the same time did you get a chance to watch that yet? not yet uh, I've gotcha. been watching some uh, terrible movies recently um, that oh, I'll get yeah. into on later episodes of the show but um, so I've been enamored with that and just trying to survive this mm-hmm. but um, no I, I do own this movie I've not watched it yet I'm very much looking forward to it and surprisingly I've not been spoiled on anything 
right that's, on. That goes on in that movie. I was just about to. I'm glad mm-hmm. you said that. I was about to just be like, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. yeah, I was going to say, like, are, don't. I guess there are spoilers. Nope. No, yep. but I was just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything specific. I brought you on my show not to talk, but to listen, okay? <laughs> <laughs> The one place in life that you can do that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have the power here. Please don't beat me later. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's hard. I was telling Amanda when I told her about it, we had, like didn't watch a trailer right beforehand. She didn't really remember it. I had shown her a trailer a while ago, and once we saw the movie or like were into it, she was like, oh, I remember you showing me this. I never knew it was an Edgar Wright movie. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of changes things, too. Like he has, you know, a lot of um, things attached to his name of like what you expect or whatever to look like and be. And uh, but I'm still not even sure what's a spoiler or not. So I just don't mention it. I'm not going to mention anything about it. I the way that the story went, um, I liked kind of how I was surprised, but it did kind of take me on a journey. And then whenever I showed it to Amanda, I was very like you know, tight lipped with my like explanation of what it was to not spoil anything. And then we watched the trailer afterwards and I was like, oh, the thing I wasn't trying not to spoil like is right in the trailer. So I don't even know if it is a spoiler. I just never heard it before that and I never Mm -hmm. noticed it in the trailer. All to say is like, I I know that Edgar Wright afterwards had been like, don't ruin the the surprises, you know, don't tell it, like don't spoil anything and like Mm -hmm. people have been so good about that. I also was not spoiled on anything. So I will just say it is, um, you know, different from his other stuff, not as comedic, but it is mm-hmm. as visually arresting and beautiful as always. And the characters mm-hmm. and dialogue are great as always. Um, and the, I liked it like 10 times more the second go around. Once I knew what it was, mm-hmm. I was like, this is great. I think Amanda liked it a lot the first mm-hmm. time though. Um, so yeah, either way, I'm, I'm excited to hear what you, you know, what your opinions are when you watch it, Brent. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was, it was really good and I'm glad I would definitely give it another shot if you, uh, if you were kind of ho hum about it the first time, like try mm-hmm. it again. Cause then it was like, Oh my God, this is great. <laughs> so, so I'm totally say, on the hype train now. Mm-hmm. I'll say two things about it. One, you had sort of like said that it was going to be like Edgar Wright's serious horror movie or something like yeah. that. I don't remember what it was. And I don't Some know that effect. that's, necessarily a great description for it it's not like a horror movie okay it's like psychological thriller yeah more than like horror and then the other thing that i always think of with his movies are like he does a lot of like really sharp editing that is um in conjunction with a lot of like sounds Mm -hmm. and i didn't notice that in this movie Oh yeah, like I wonder. Lady Driver or like yeah. Shaun of the Dead or whatever, where it's like really fast cuts with like yeah, like the opening of a can or something, and you hear that. Yeah, he didn't do that in this. Movie. It's not as fast cut as, especially Baby Driver with those sounds and stuff too. Yeah, or like Scott Pilgrim, like that movie is so just like snap, snap, snap. We're just going to this one thing, joke, joke, mm-hmm. scene, this thing, whatever. It's slow. This one's a little yeah, a little more settled in, but um yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it was really good. I, I didn't really mean to talk about it this long because we already mentioned it, but uh, obviously it's just good enough to keep talking about. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, it's it's really quite cool, and I, I like uh, all of his stuff. Still still holds up all of his but, filmography. That's awesome. I, I that's one of the two movies I bought recently on iTunes that were on sale that I'm excited to watch. The other one being The Green Knight. 
which I've heard oh. nothing but good things about. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. In my head, I was like, you bought that and the Green Hornet? Like, in my head, I went to the <laughs> Seth Rogen. That's the Seth Rogen one, right? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, why did you buy it? Yeah. Just find it on Tubi or something. Oh, I just love Kato. <laughs> um, That's but, the one with the Slumdog Millionaire guy, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, the new one, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, no, Green Hornet is Green Seth Hornet. Rogen. I just yeah. said it. <laughs> and I don't know who plays Kato, but it's not him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Green Knight, yeah, I've heard really good things about, and I've tried to also sp- stay like spoiler-free or, or whatever. And um, But yeah, that one's supposed to be pretty pretty cool, killer. I like that one because people talked about it. Like the director, I think writer-director maybe? Mm-hmm. He, uh, he was like literally like, I was playing with toys like in my like in my house or whatever and like i i think it, even when he was like a kid maybe even he was like this was like the story he came up with like parts of it i uh, think visuals he wanted to see were in there i guess yeah um and it's basically like from a, a fan banging toys together came this and it's supposed to be like amazing so yeah it's oh, really nice. cool Hell um yeah. our main one though we want to bring up uh, i'm glad amanda's on here i've been meaning to bring this up for a while this tv mm-hmm. show we've been watching um but i'm glad she's here because we both love it so Amanda and I, I, I watch my niece during the week, uh, Aurora, and she's almost two. She's like a year and a half. And so um, they've been holding screens away from her for a while. Like they don't really let her watch iPad stuff or like anything on TV. But they had heard about a show, a kid's show um, called Bluey from Australia. Um, it's hmm. about a blue healer, a dog. It's about a family of like two parents and then their, their two daughters. I think they're all blue healers, right? Well, the mom's a different color, so I just didn't know. Oh. I don't know what they're. Wow, Steven. Wow. Ah. 237 episodes, and this is where the racism steps in? (laughs) The mom is tan, and I just don't like tan. Oh, my God. I just don't like tan. Oh, let's ask Mel Gibson. (laughs) Get your wristband out, Mel. They might be all blue healers. Blue healers, Mm. I think, can be other than... They are clearly blue. Uh Bluey is blue. It's literally blue. Mm -hmm. And his dad, her dad is blue. And Bingo is not... Yeah, Bingo's like the mom because she's not blue. She's not blue healer. That's what I'm saying. Guys, we're going to crack this case wide open. I have a feeling we're moments away from Steven <laughs> saying, and Bluey's out here trying to take all of our jobs. <laughs> no, Bluey is the, it's, it's the mom I'm worried about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, they're all amazing. Um, so, not the point of the conversation. Not the point of the conversation. So the the show is just really cute and funny. Um, it's you know it's obviously a kids show or whatever. It's meant for like little kids, but it's uh, Australian. So the the actors, the voice actors are Australian, mm-hmm. um, which is always fun. Like to hear their accents and like different um, verbiage and like like the other day, like on an episode, the mom and her like sister or whatever were gonna go do something, and it was like about an episode of like the dads having to t- t- take care of the kids, and the moms were going to play field hockey. And they had like field hockey like sticks, and I was like, "This is amazing!" And the dads were like, "Well, the moms are going. Let's watch cricket." And I was like, "God damn, this show is great!" Like that's all <laughs> it takes for me. But um, yeah. they're cool because they're on Disney Plus here in the in the states at least, um, and they're um, the episodes are like eight minutes long with credits, so they're like seven damn. minute episodes. So they're really mm-hmm. easy to just put on real quick. Like we just throw one on for Aurora, maybe two uh, for mm-hmm. her lunch, and that's it. That's like all she watches for the day. But they put it on. It's like funny. And I watched an episode with them and I was like, God damn it. This show is great. Like <laughs> the animation is great. The, uh, that like the writing is really funny. It has a lot of adult references or like subtle things in there, but like, but it's such fun, a good way. Like innocent things. Yeah. It's still like, all innocent. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and so there was an episode, it was just really cute. And I was like, I'm going to show this to Amanda. And then without my niece, we, or our niece, we just started watching it without her. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's your niece. She's not even blood related to me. Yeah. It's your niece. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's like we started watching without her and it's so fucking good. We've watched multiple episodes without her now, yeah. uh, for like a week straight when we would get in bed before putting anything else on, she would look over and be like, you want to put on some bluey? Or I'd look over and be like, <laughs> bluey's on the next, like up next. We should just watch a quick episode. It's like, it's really funny, but it's also like so refreshing to have something that's like lighthearted and easygoing and is like family oriented without it being like saccharine sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of a show like, We've talked about this a little bit with with her brother and, and sister in law about like you have kids and then part of it's like you get to relive your childhood in, in certain mm-hmm. ways like you get to show them things you grew up with maybe you even have literal toys that you grew up with you get to give them but um, like if I had a kid I would love for them to be into Ninja Turtles right but like you don't mm-hmm. want to force things on the either and obviously there's new media and things they're going to be into anyway this feels like a show we would have watched and liked as well like if she's not mm-hmm. going to go watch like old. I don't know, Eureka's Castles episodes, whatever. Like, at least this is here. And I'm like, yeah, and we can watch this, you know? Um, So it's, I don't know. It's really good for like, even adults find it funny. Like all of us crack up at it. Um, And, and it has like a really catchy theme song. They play like, they all dance to it and stuff in the beginning. At the end of the episode, it always ends with like Bluey dancing next Mm -hmm. to the credits. And Aurora, our little niece, will just dance along with it. And it's just always so cute. She just like little bops her knees up and down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's just, it's high quality entertainment all around. Like to the point where Josh, my brother, at one point texted Stephen and I and was like, you need to watch this episode. Oh yeah. He just texted, he was like, this is a good one. Yeah. And we 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 did. (laughs) (laughs) It was really sweet. Um, so yeah, they're, uh, they're really easy to find. Um, I love it too because like the first season is like 51 episodes or something. Um, oh my god because they're so short like and so they just like put a bunch on there and um there's like two or three seasons out i think there's uh, it says there's 130 episodes out right now and they're, they're all like seven minutes long so wait steven is this when we find out that like we've become those people that were like oh no this kid's show is really cute guys it's really cute it's really okay. cute she loves it i've already become that person on here a little bit just watching aurora as much as i do and then i come on the show and i'm like okay guys mm-hmm. this happened and it's so funny you know <laughs> And who knows if it's funny to anybody outside of, you know, someone that knows that kid. But mm-hmm. when you're around them so much, I, it, those things get in the, into your life. Look, I've been living this life for a long time. Uh, we watch a lot of uh, Disney movies in this household. Um, we watched, uh, it's not Disney, but it was a DreamWorks animation. Um, yeah. Puss in Boots. I know. It's a part of the, the Shrek verse, but trust me, Puss in Boots is, it is fucking hilarious mm. all the way through. And it holds up. I'll have to watch it, it with you. It holds up. Yeah, let's do it right now. Um, also, stop the show. <laughs> stop the show. I'm like, I found. God damn it, guys! <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about Scream. Um, it looks like the Bluey theme song is by a band called Little Ditto. Does that sound right? It might be. I like that. Little Ditto, 37 seconds long, and here's a clip of that oh, very yeah. song. Oh, you son of a bitch. Amanda slick like <laughs> Can I can I leave right now? 
Is that not? Is that what's it's not, not quite not the, it? Um, okay, I, I thought that was you it. Could, you could play any of his songs, <laughs> any of his songs. Mm-hmm. And, and you played that one. That's the one you uh, you chose. That's. I'm sorry. It was mislabeled in my phone. It's not my fault. Not my fault. Well, wait. It's it's thinking. I'm trying legitimately to... trying to play that song now, and my oh, phone refuses. One? Yeah, it's like. Oh, there you go. Hey. Yeah. Dad! <laughs> Bingo! <laughs> and then it'll be like, it'll be so weird, child's voice, and it'll be like, the beach! And that's the episode. Like after that, it happens. Camping. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like the name of the episode yeah, or whatever. Episode oh, wait, whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. It's really catchy, man. Uh, I like mm-hmm. that theme song a, a whole lot. Um, we all like dance to it now. And like mm-hmm. that, like you know, you talk about like all these apps that allow you to skip theme songs, and like what don't you skip? It's like I oh. never skip Bluey. That's that so what I keep. <laughs> like the the most recent version of that is the Peacemaker intro. You know? Oh, Peacemaker, like the show that I started watching. No, it's a different one. You've okay, never heard of it. Different. It's okay. cool. It's like underground. You you don't know about it. <laughs> yeah, that theme. I gotta show Amanda just that. I don't know if she would like the show, but the the theme song is like a whole musical dance number, and it's pretty great. It it's yeah. I have never skipped it. I will never skip Why it. Why would you? Yeah, it's, it's so much fun. It has an, a bald eagle in it. The dances. Mm-hmm. It's good. You'll watch it. Oh, mm-hmm. what is this? Peacemaker. It's John Cena's new show, and James. Oh, Gunn. you were yeah, you were talking about I was, the other yeah, day. I've been watching yeah. it like. Around you, but not yeah. with you. <laughs> I know. I I woke up. Yeah, I and I really like rolled night. over, and it was just John Cena in like a leather onesie or oh. like unitard, whatever you call. Oh, those. maybe. Yeah. And I was just like, what? Okay. Yeah. And she There's was like, a- "Well, I still have good dreams now." Well, I mean, <laughs> not a big Cena head. No, he doesn't do it for me. Uh, there's a scene in the show. I think it's maybe in like. Uh, episode two, I feel, where he's dancing around a woman's apartment in his <laughs> yeah, underwear, his, tidy, uh, whities. tidy whities, yeah. singing into a vibrator. It's <laughs> it's just magical. He's using it as a microphone. It's incredible. Yeah, it's pretty great. That's a good yeah. scene. So maybe I like haven't seen enough of him in like comedic roles or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, I could see that being funny. Remember, he he's surprised us though in that Blockers movie. Where the, it was supposed to be cock blockers. Oh, the it's about the parents. Yeah. yeah, he was funny in that. Yeah, and that's yeah. the first time I was like, wait, like it was like The Rock. It's like I had to have a, a moment click with me and be like, oh, he's kind of mm. funny and charming. That I surprises think, yeah, me. Yeah, I think that sort of world doesn't really do it for us. We don't like. We don't, we don't watch do the wrestling like, thing at all. Yeah. yeah. But then like the crossover into because yeah. like now I'm like Dwayne Johnson is like. I everywhere, find, yeah. yeah, he's everywhere. But I also I find him funny in roles and now, charming, yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. and charming. He took me a long time to to win me over, and then I was like, oh, I really like him. If I take away the wrestling persona that I never understood, I literally just didn't understand, and like why he would be the big one. Like I didn't understand why he like rose to the top of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I'm like looking back, I'm like, oh, it's because he's like really fucking like good and charming. Mm-hmm. And like, what he does, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, well, we were talking about animation a minute ago. Uh, mm. If you want to marry The Rock's charm and uh, pure charisma mm. with animation, you got to watch Moana if you haven't seen it. I love Moana. Oh, there my you go. God. It's so fucking good. Yeah. He's I think we've only seen it, it once, though. 
Yeah. It didn't like, everybody loves that. We didn't really like super get into it, but it was like, oh, this is really good. But yeah. it's like one of those things that I think about it now. I'm like, I need to watch it again because yeah. it comes into my mind occasionally, mostly when people mention it. And I'm like, oh, that was cute. Like, yeah. It's like um, Inside Out, the the Pixar one. Mm-hmm. The, with the like all in the brain like everybody loves that movie and we watched it I remember being like oh that's that's that was cute and like we haven't ever seen it again but I'm like I think it's wow. better than I was giving it credit for mm-hmm. um, and there's a bunch of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff we've just missed out on over the last few years or whatever mm-hmm. we still watch but I think the problem is that anytime you watch a CGI animated movie you spend all your time being like I don't think these are real people yeah like, that's part of it this uncanny valley thing it's like it's just <laughs> I'm just gonna say it's uncanny. Like, it's like I don't think these people are real. Do these birds even really talk? I've never talked yeah. to a bird in real life, yeah. but obviously I'm watching one on screen. You know, it's a mind. It's a mind fuck. Last I heard, birds were angry and they get thrown at bricks mm-hmm. and that's the last mm-hmm. and wood. They hate green pigs. Oh my god! Like what even is this? Yeah, I tried to play. This is random that you said that because mm-hmm. I was looking for a new game the other day and Angry Birds two like remastered came up i'm surprised mm-hmm. it's been out that long they could even do that um and i tried to play it it is nigh unplayable now i don't know mm-hmm. last time you've actually tried to play angry birds they used to be such a simple game it's like this red bird only does this the yellow bird you hit twice and it like goes faster so simple and now it's like okay when you win a round we're gonna give you these points you get sparkle points you can add up all the sparkle points you get a star if you get three stars you get to pick your own bird and you get all these other points. Do you want to join our, our like high scoreboard? And I'm like, whoa, everybody. Like, there's so <laughs> many extra steps to just this simple concept. Yeah. It is like uh, unplayable. I, I yeah. literally just deleted the app right after I started playing it. I played it at a friend's house once. It was They had it on their like PS whatever it was mm-hmm. for, I guess. And I made it through that first round. And then it like gives you a little like, hey, you did it. And I felt nothing. I felt like absolute You're like, I'm dead numb. inside. I, if, I was like, oh, God, this is not, this means nothing to me. So I have not played it further. I know if you go to, like, Dave and Buster's, sometimes they have, like, an Angry Birds, oh, yeah? like, a giant version of it or whatever. Mm. I'm like, I, I don't know why this is for anyone. I, it, it brings me no joy. I would love, like, 10 years from now, like, you're being interrogated by a, a cop for being, mm. like, a serial killer. And they're trying to figure out what moment you realized you were a psychopath. And you're like, well... <laughs> Yeah. One day I played Angry Birds and I felt nothing. Mm-hmm. And I realized I might as well murder people. Mm-hmm. I will never have as intensive feeling <laughs> as these birds have. Officer. <laughs> and then I realized I don't have any feelings at all. Mm-hmm. I've been making it up the entire Life time. has finally broken me wow. down. Now that said, I do like the character designs and that's why I've gotten a throat tattoo of an angry bird. <laughs> Just an my, angry bird. On my neck. Yeah. Brandy's like, that's that's not the throat tattoo. That's not what I was yeah. looking for. Yeah. Uh, they actually made one of the green pigs, but they did give it wings. So that's, you know, that's it's nice. custom. It's custom. It's a yeah. custom job. Not well, many you, people have that exact throat tattoo, which is why I like it. Yeah. I don't know if you can tell. Mine, my throat tattoo that I got recently is really yeah. subtle. It's actually the back of my neck. I just got a yes. picture of that tattooed in the front of it. They're pretty much the same. That's what it is, mm-hmm. yeah. But mm-hmm. if you look closely, mm-hmm. yeah, I managed some to check subtle, it out. Yeah, some, some subtle differences. She, yeah. be, she didn't even know this happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, pretty but yeah, impressive. It's, You're it's, like, I spent you. $500 on it. <laughs> this is a full frontal neck tattoo, okay? This was <laughs> three grand. Uh, you can tell because uh, when you were younger, you used to have a mullet, and the way mm-hmm. that... 
uh, your skin was it's like starting to grow out. The, the, the way that your skin was like permanently like tanned uh-huh. between the mullet hairs, you got moved to the front of your neck, which exactly. is it's like a shadow work. Yeah, they did good thing. work. You know, thank mm-hmm. you. It's really subtle, mm-hmm. but it makes me feel more confident. Right. Exactly. That's really what we're worried about. So. Yeah. Plus, I'm teaching myself to run backwards so people can't tell where I'm going. <laughs> oh, you're going full malignant. Going full malignant, baby. There you go. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Your face isn't on the back of your head, though. I'm Not gonna get a yet, Amanda. Yeah. Oh, my God. We have to don't, work up to it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to shave the back of my head, have uh-huh. them tattoo my face on the back of my head. <laughs> yeah, it's going to work. It's kind of like whenever you put sunglasses on a dog's butt. You know, yeah, exactly. and their tail becomes the nose. It's like, yeah, that. I do that so often. Yeah, you could do that. You've seen videos. Yeah. You have YouTube. <laughs> I'm going to right my it's history and it's just dog walking backwards, <laughs> butt glasses. <Yeah. laughs> uh, that's how you end up on a watch list. Well, that's all right. Mm-hmm. Amanda's on several. Do we want to <laughs> do we want to segue real quick to our weekend adventure? Oh, if you wanted to, yeah. Speaking of pups, <sighs> mm-hmm. please. I thought I did a good deed, Brent. Mm-hmm. I think overall I did do a good we, deed. You did. Mm-hmm. Okay. You did, yeah. Mm-hmm. So our friend Liz came over yesterday to help us do some stuff around the house. We're still mm-hmm. moving back in, you know. And we decided to get pizza from this great pizza shop around the corner. Mm-hmm. And we go, and the pizza's not quite ready, so we're sitting inside just chit-chatting, as you do, you know. Mm-hmm. And I see this cute little puppy, like, trot along after this man going to the convenience store next door. And I was like, oh, cute. And then the man comes back, and the dog doesn't go with him. And I'm like, oh, okay, so it's not his. And then all of these people walk by, and I realize the dog... Doesn't belong to any of them. Mm-hmm. And then the dog came and sat outside of the pizza shop. He wanted pizza, of course. And of course, I was yeah. like, oh. so I went out there to see if he had a, a collar on. And he did, but it was like a flea collar. It didn't have a tag on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so then there was somebody else in the pizza shop waiting for their pizza. So I asked. My Wait, f- real quick. Is it possible the flea collar was his like owner's collar and was owned by Flea, the bass player for the Red Hot Chili Is that Peppers? Possible? Wow. He's a really far away from home. So. Yeah. Unless Flea lives in Texas. I, th- I think he does. You're mm-hmm. like break- breaking news. He moved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so Liz asked the other couple that was in there if they happened to be their dog and they're like, no. And of course in Houston, Texas, it's usually very temperate, but it was freezing cold and raining. And this mm-hmm. dog was like very wet and muddy. And I was like, we, we can't leave him. So mm-hmm. we load the, the dog up in the car. We get back and proceeded to have what I can only describe as the most um, exhausting and <laughs> stressful night of my life. Definitely recently. Yeah. And we had a fire recently. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy was a fucking Tasmanian devil. It yes. went from Stephen being like, oh, you brought a dog home to, oh, you brought a dog home. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with the decision. I said if I had gone to get pizza... I don't know that I could have come back and looked you in the face and been mm-hmm. like, I saw a dog, but I did not pick him up. I didn't save him. Sure. You know? Like, yeah. I feel like either of us would have made that. So I certainly don't blame Amanda. I do blame us both for not getting delivery. 
Because um, <laughs> that would just solved all problems. We were too hungry. I know. They wanted to go fast, get that food. But they yeah, he would have just like set the, the pizza on your doorstep with the dog on top of it. I know, right? Mm-hmm. The They're like, we know you like dogs. Yeah. That'd be the next time since you told the owners you're going to take it home and they know that. Next time they will do that. They'll be like, oh, they'll take it. We'll just, mm-hmm. we'll just deliver it. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, he started off it's really sweet, It's not delivery. Though. It's the jogno. <laughs> the jogno. No, that's not good. Yeah, no, no it's great. No, nope. no, no it's bad. It was worth the shot, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Um, but yeah, he quickly turned into a biter, and I forgot how sharp little puppy teeth are. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my God. Um, and he's so quick that he would just, like, you would just try to pet him, and he just, like, quickly gets, like, one tooth on it, and then you just drag it across a whole finger <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah. Well, and we, uh. we live in a partial construction zone, still so mm-hmm. you would look down and he would just have like a roll of blue tape or like a screwdriver <laughs> in his mouth we literally had like paint drying in a in like a ziploc baggie well no we oh. had oh we had paint drying in like a a roller like cover thing you know like mm-hmm. on the ground so it was like a lot of paint spread over an area and he could like quickly step on that and run away Luckily, he did not. Uh, but then, when we got him out of that room, he found the rolled-up roller in the Ziploc bag, and then picked that fucking thing up and just ran around the house off. with it. Yeah. And so, luckily, it like stayed in the bag. Oh my god. Yeah. But we were like, we just got like brand new floors throughout our whole house. We just got like brand new furniture everywhere, mm-hmm. and this fucking guy is about to run in fucking paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a trip, man. But mm-hmm. um, luckily, we found you know that next door app. Amanda put a, a posting on that. Um, mm-hmm. Where you can have like, you know, it's like geographically close people or whatever. You have to like prove mm-hmm. you live near in a neighborhood or whatever. And so that's nice. So somebody checked it and this morning contacted us and we were able to give him give him back. But they contacted me at five AM and I woke up at eight and I saw it and I was like, Great, here's my phone number, get with me. Mm-hmm. They didn't get back to us until one PM. <laughs> that's we insane. Had the dog all morning. I loved it too, though. She was like, "It's my daughter's dog. Like, I'm, I'm so glad we got it back." And I was like, "See, Amanda, you did a great deed. You brought a daughter, her, her dog back. You brought a little girl, her dog back. That's great." And the mom was like, "I haven't even told her yet. She doesn't know the dog's been gone." And I was oh, like, wow. "She definitely wouldn't have known if you came at eight o'clock this morning instead of one." <laughs> but oh well, I guess it worked out. So yeah, it was yeah. fun. It, it was. It is. It has pushed this podcast back. I feel like we're on a we're in a good rhythm though. But a lot of times that that mm-hmm. messes with us. It certainly uh, was a stressful day getting this all set up, but uh, it all worked out. So mm-hmm. yeah, good. you guys did a good thing. So thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We will not be getting a puppy. Yeah, we really. We, we, this is good for us. We were talking about how we uh, have been wanting a new dog. We were talking about I have time right now to to train a puppy if we wanted to. But then mm-hmm. this little fucker, I was like, no, nope, I'm out. And Mando last night was like, we should get like a five year old dog. You know, <laughs> chill. Make sure I just it has need some a dog that, on it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, a dog that sleeps most of the time. Wants to yeah. go for some walks. We had a great thing yeah. going, and uh, our last dog stumbled into our lives, sort of. And we thought, mm-hmm. oh, maybe this is great. But now we realize, like, oh no, it was just like warning us what not to do when we actually get our dog. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it worked out for everybody involved. But I we think. were like, oh my god, what if nobody claims this dog and this dog is ours now? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've made. A mistake. It was a really stressful night for that reason alone. It was like, oh, this is great. And then it was like, this is horrible. And we are not prepared for this. Uh, yeah. You like wake up this morning and the dog is in the walls of the house. <laughs> He's small enough. He would fucking do that, man. Yeah. He's like not just is, bit a hole through. Yeah. Not only is the dog in the walls, but I can't find my nunchucks. Oh, um, no. Oh, God. He's just well, swinging them in the walls. To be, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> to be fair uh, to his skills, we, we kept putting him in the back closet, not closet, in the back uh, bathroom, like guest bathroom, because mm-hmm. that's tile and stuff, and we could close it off and whatever. Um, and like at first, we put him up there, put him in there, and it was fine. And then we went back to check on him, and he was standing in the sink on the counter. And we're like, well, that's dangerous. Like, can he even get down? He's going to hurt mm-hmm. himself. So we're like, all right, well, we need to block the sink. So we ended up putting like boards up and boxes and stuff, trying to block them. And we ended up like, we had like a, a wooden chest, like a hope chest that Amanda had, like her grandfather made her or whatever. Uh, My like, dowry for the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hope mm-hmm. chest. Oh, no, I'm just making yeah. a joke. I don't understand. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, that that we, was the trade-off. That's why you own her now. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 So it's, mm-hmm. okay, gotcha, because you mm-hmm. are my property and I, you can do what I say. Mm-hmm. But I'm, that's not true. Yeah. She's like, don't do not do that. Don't say that now. Now Amanda has the nunchucks. <laughs> <laughs> She's always had them, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, so I go back in and uh, we blocked it all off with like suitcases and like boards and like all this heavy stuff behind it. Big old paint cans, like five gallon paint cans to like try to block them. And every time I go in there, like he's figured a way out or whatever. And one time I, I put up like the boards in front to block them, suitcases behind him that led into the drawers I pulled out from the, the vanity to hold it in place. And I go back in there after like 30 minutes. He's standing in the fucking drawer. <laughs> he's made it over all this shit, and he's just sitting there like the happiest could be. You know, he was just mm-hmm. like, hey, what's up? I got out of your tricks. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for the escape room. I made mm-hmm. it. I always yeah. do. You Don't know. worry. I could sit in the drawer. Yeah. I, I was worried I wouldn't be able to do but it. I did but I yeah. Turns out, I can. So I'm and saying we, he could get in the walls. Yeah. Basically, I, I definitely believe that. Now. And we kept thinking like, okay, well maybe he doesn't want to be in there, but when we bring him out, he'll just like want to be with us and be calm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nunchucks came out again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If nunchucks are his teeth, the nunchucks came out again. Yeah. He's like, hey, new dad, um, do you have any bullets for this gun I carry? I'm like, we don't even have a gun. <laughs> He's like, I brought it with me. I got, yeah, I got it myself. Yeah. Man. He well, that's fun. Yeah, um, you guys survived. Yeah, we survived, and all to mm-hmm. say as well that we're done with that, and um, it's it's been a good show, and we're gonna keep it going. So, uh, what do you are you cool with getting into our main topic? I'm fine with it. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So, our main topic today: Scream, 1996. Uh, I'm gonna go through the cast list and some of the crew and stuff real quick. So, obviously, this was written by Kevin Williamson, directed by Wes Craven. We've got Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Matthew Lillard, Skeet Ulrich, Rose McGowan, Drew Barrymore, um, probably some other people in there too, but I think that's a, a, a lot of the cast. Um, so this movie, I'm glad that we're doing it for this. You know, we obviously brought it up for our show because of Scream 5, 5 Cream, um, mm-hmm. which is streaming soon. I saw March 1st, it said on uh, iTunes that it was coming out. We, we bought the original Scream uh, to watch it for this, this episode. Uh, oh, since okay. I, I have had like old copies and stuff, but this was like a newer copy, mm-hmm. so that was nice. Um, but yeah, they said it was coming out March first. But um, you know, a bunch of our buddies have, have done these shows. We, we talked about the Gorley and Rust, who are obviously best friends of ours. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Their their podcast. They had done the Scream series, and then uh, Erie International, our real buddies, um, had done mm-hmm. the, the series recently as well. I think they're gearing up to do Scream Five soon. I don't think they have an episode on that yet, right? Not yet. Yeah. Uh, eventually, once everyone is is back, I would imagine they'll probably gotcha. discuss that. But yeah. yeah. So, so check uh, out Erie. Yeah. For that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And then so for us, though, I mean, uh, we do all kinds of stuff on here, but we do a lot of horror movies, you know, especially in October for Halloween, but then all over. And we've never tackled Scream either. And so I'm really glad to get the opportunity because to me, 
uh, Scream has like been an integral part of my like movie up- upbringing, especially horror films. But um, really, like watching it the few times I watched it this week alone, I realized like this movie is basically perfect to me. Like, I mm. I think for me personally, this is one of my favorite movies of all time, hands down, easy. Um, mm. I don't know if I can say it's my favorite movie, um, but it's like. I would have no issues putting Scream in the top three for sure. Um, so it's been a big part of my life and Amanda's as well. Like she also saw it really young and we got together just a few years after this movie came out. So um, we've watched this movie as a couple for a long time and uh, it's always been a big part of our lives and we just really love it. And I know mm-hmm. in general, Brent, you're, you know, you know, more of a new horror fan and I'm curious uh, mm-hmm. to get into your backstory uh, with Scream as well. And then uh, especially leading into this topic today. So, um, do you want to start us off and kind of tell like your, how, how long you've ever seen this movie or like, has it been, you know, something you've ever really watched in general at all? Uh, this is the, the movie in the series that I've seen the most, mm-hmm. um, just from it being like on TV so often, you know, sure. just kind of seeing bits and pieces of it on various cable channels over the years. Um, and I, you know, when I sat down to rewatch this movie, uh, earlier this weekend, I knew who the killers were. I couldn't mm-hmm. remember like the motivations um, of of them. Oh, that's I fun. couldn't quite remember like the personalities of the cast and everything. But I did remember like the the bare bones of like who everyone was. You mm-hmm. know, um, Dewey. What what are we doing with Dewey though? I mean, it's like <laughs> he's like I was like he's like from a different movie. I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> but uh, don't come he, after he was kind of like my favorite part of it though. If I'm being honest. So that's the thing. Um, yeah, we talked yeah. recently about podcasts and listening to these other shows where I was like, like on the Gorley and Rust one, they were like, the the score is like just kind of weird for this movie. It's not like great. And I told Amanda that today and she was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, we are so mm-hmm. protective of this movie. We love it so much. So I'm curious, like, I, I try to listen to these other shows and our friends and stuff talk about it and not take it to heart, whatever. Everybody has their own opinions. Uh, we will probably mm-hmm. murder you after the show, depending on what you say today, of course. There are two of you, of course. We know you so personally, that makes sense. so... Yeah, we can find uh-huh. you. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. but, uh, That's fine. <laughs> I also wanted to put out a, a blanket spoilers for this as well. We'll be talking about a lot of mm-hmm. characters and motivations and killers and whodunits, so uh, mm-hmm. spoilers be, be aware. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm glad that we get to do this because especially now, you know, mm-hmm. because March begins with the letter M, the word scream <laughs> ends with the letter M. Uh, honestly, it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh there are five scream movies. There are uh four Tuesdays <laughs> in March. Um, There's five letters in March. Yes, it, it, and also in in five cream as well if I remember. There are five letters uh, in sorry, five cream. cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um it's like just a confluence of events. It's just it, all it working out perfectly. Now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it today with the, with the puppy adventures and it was so uh-huh. hard to get the podcast today, together today. Like we had to go buy headphones and like all the stuff to make it work. Uh-huh. And like, I kept over and over being like, screw it. We're not doing it today. We're going to do a different show. We're just push it. And mm-hmm. I was like, it's going to end up being scream March. That goes two weeks into April. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be so weird. So I was like, if mm-hmm. we can make it work, that'd be great. And I'm glad we're here to do it. So, it's, look, it's all going to work out, I promise. Yeah. Uh, and also, I don't have any, like, criticisms about this movie. Like, I do have some, like, notes that I wrote down, mm-hmm. but, like, this movie is just simply this movie to me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, um, 
I, I can't think of anything that I would change. I don't have yep. any real nits to pick about it. I do have some questions that you can answer I for me, I can. think. can. That'd be fun, yeah. But, um, yeah, like, it's just, this movie came out in uh, 96 when I was just a, a wee boy. I, was, I didn't know it, but cosmically mm-hmm. I was waiting for that first Limp Biscuit album to drop, and this movie came out. I don't <laughs> remember seeing this in theaters. I yeah. remember seeing Scream 2 in theaters, but I, I saw this when it came out on VHS, mm-hmm. I would imagine, Yep. and I was just, I don't know that I was necessarily blown away, but I was just like, this is the first like horror franchise that I felt came out for my youth you know yeah. like halloween was like way Too before cool. and i didn't get into it then and then like uh yeah like all the major franchises really came out before i would have been about the age to like get into this type of thing um so i this was a a, a movie series that anytime a new movie came out i was interested even if i you know wasn't like super hyped about it uh, like the previous yeah. installment or whatever um but yeah, like I, I don't have any uh, any complaints about this movie. I, I feel like it holds up very well. I am curious about later generations who who come up and watch this and like mm-hmm. have to look <clears throat> at what the '90s looked like, you know, like <laughs> out of context with just yeah. this movie in play. Because yeah. it's so so strange. Um, like it's a very uh, '90s movie. It is like Rose McGowan mm-hmm. and Courtney Cox are oh, yeah. like entire vibes in that movie. Mm-hmm. I was born in the early 80s, and so I missed out on a lot of the the early horror stuff that came out in the 70s, and there was a lot of, like, especially, like, 70s camp slasher movies. I just love that whole aesthetic. There's mm-hmm. something about it. It's just, like, people, they just, look, if you were born in the 70s, you were around in that time, and you were, like, a teenager, uh, you were, you look like a fucking nerd, uh, regardless <laughs> of whether or not you were. Uh, I love those movies it, with the guys with the tiny shorts. Yes, I'm like, oh, uh, I hated this. The, the coach shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can yeah. see the bottoms of their ass cheeks, uh-huh. you know. Um, but there's tail. just something about that aesthetic that I really like. So I, I wonder if, like, newer generations, people that were born in, like, 2011, mm-hmm. look back on this this uh, movie mm-hmm. with any type of reference or understanding of, of I what wonder, it is. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I do wonder because it's... Uh, I'll have to ask my nephew Christian about it because I think he's seen it now. Um, but it's like... Uh, we have this memory of it. Like it came out when we were 11 years old, Amanda and I, mm-hmm. and I would have seen it in 97 cause it came out December 20th, 1996. So I would have seen mm-hmm. it in 97 on VHS. And mm-hmm. I don't think I even got to see scream two in theaters. I was still young for that. I think scream three in 2000 was my first one. And I was like 15. I think I snuck in. Um, but then oh with God. this one, it's like, yeah, I know rebel, a criminal. Um, <laughs> And I think it was around the time I got mono, so karma on me, you know. Mm. Don't go sneak into the theaters, kids. You're gonna get mono. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, don't act like mono was anything. It was great, man. I just napped all the time. I lost a lot of weight. It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this episode sponsored by mono. That was not my experience. Not hers. Hers yeah. was bad. <laughs> Lasted months. Um, but anyway. Uh, I, I have such a memory of this film. I have such a history with this film. And then Amanda does too. Like mm-hmm. I watched this when I was like 11 or 12 and mm-hmm. probably too young for it. It scared the shit out of me then. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it does, it's not even scary to me at all. Like when people say no. like they're scared of this or like they don't mm-hmm. watch horror movies, they would like even Scream's too bad. Like my sister, our sister-in-law has said that before. And I'm like, wow, I, I literally don't even think of Scream as a horror movie anymore. Like mm-hmm. it's not even scary. Yeah. It's more of a whodunit. The whole series is. And um, yeah. 
but it's obviously very bloody and stuff and that's the yeah, entrance some people off but uh, i do wonder getting back to your point what just that explaining that as a whodunit to sarah i think she would just be like oh okay yeah and then she'd watch it and be like what have you yeah done right <laughs> what'd you put me into has she uh, never seen it I think maybe one point. It sounds like a maybe she saw parts of it as sleepover yeah. type of you know like she's she knows of it and she's like that's too much for me. So I I feel like she's seen parts of it at least. Yeah, and this is uh, Aurora's mother. Yes, yes. that we're talking about, right? Yes. So uh, is it a possibility that one day she comes to pick up Aurora and you're like, so don't ask me how I know this, but she does <laughs> like the movie Scream. <laughs> you gotta show it. It's Bluey and Scream all the way. <laughs> I do wonder if she would, yeah, that would throw her off a bit. Mm -hmm. Showing her child, her one and a half year old child scream. Maybe a little too early. I just went through an existential crisis of Uh Aurora being a teenager and how old that would mean I had to be. For us to show her scream in the future. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. You're like, oh man. Um, But I wonder how, how it would be to people that are approaching it now. And like, I've even read... I've been reading about Scream, you know, uh, lately for the show and everything, and they'll mention it in ways like they'll have articles or like they'll talk about the Wikipedia, like when it came out, it was important for these reasons. It was like the first horror movie that like mm-hmm. the the kids had seen other slasher films and talked about them and had rules from them. Like it was the first one. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess like if you didn't live through that and didn't have mm-hmm. it before, like any kid at, born after 96 has lived in a world with Scream. Yeah. And with those references and stuff. And it's different if you grew up before it, I think. I think it just has to be. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, like, they literally are watching stuff on VHS tape. Like, we owned the VHS of this. Like, that's a whole different thing now. Like, right. mm-hmm. it's just a different era. And I wonder how, how important it would be to any, you know, new horror fans or whatever. But I hope it's still really great to them because I think it holds up really, really well. This first one, you know, specifically. Yeah, I was going to say less yeah. so than the other two. Yeah. I, I think it holds up as well as the words you just said. And I'm doing it again, Steve, and I'm just repeating the <laughs> exact same shit. But I'm, I, what I meant to say is, like, despite, like, the, the fashions and then mm-hmm. uh, uh, Randy working at, like, Blockbuster Video. Right. Everything is, like, uh, it works. I don't know. Well, like, Blockbuster Video, like, he works at this video store that mm-hmm. they literally, like, well, I guess they, they kind of exist. We've talked about mm-hmm. Family Video and CBD Store. Uh, mm-hmm. Still exists at least, but um, like kids don't know what that's like. Like in that in the movie, like there's a part in that part, whatever. He's like, we had a mass run in the horror section because of what's going on in the town. It's like the entire town is at the video store to pick yeah. up VHS copies of horror movies. Like no kid even knows what that's like. But that totally mm-hmm. makes sense. That if that had happened in our town, like yeah. everybody would have done that. Like yeah, it everybody made, would it made have sense run. at the time. But yeah. do you lose that context if you've never even been to a video store? Like, what does that even mean to you to see that video story? You know, that's totally different than what it means to us. When we were watching it, my wife paused the movie. She was like, when we got to that that scene, mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, I miss going to the video store. Don't you? And I looked at her dead in the eyes and said, not with you, I don't. I really don't. Because she gets analysis paralysis so badly oh, yeah. that, and especially like when we walk into the video store, everything is like equal of equal quality to her. Like there's certain things if you're like, Huh, that's weird. I don't remember seeing Casper Van Dean in anything <laughs> recently. Huh. Maybe and she's this like, is straight to video? Sounds it's great. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, uh, that could be a little rough. Yeah, so uh, there was a lot of her like bringing me movie boxes, being like, do you want to watch this? I'm like, well, this is like the third movie in a series that we've not seen, so I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm probably not. 
Probably not. Uh, and it she looks, just panics uh, and just picks up the first movie <laughs> that she sees. Yeah. Is this movie? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't miss that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, I could just like do this all from my couch at this point, you know. I, I mean, can we can get in an argument in my own living room. There you go. Trying to <laughs> about watch something for hours. Yeah. But yeah. do you guys remember when you would go and you would like there would be a movie that you really wanted to watch, and there'd be like a whole wall of that and like fifteen movies there, like copies of it, and you'd go and they'd be all empty, so you had to walk up to the front to see if possibly it got yeah. returned mm-hmm, right. and it just hadn't be like been reshelved yet. And yes. the success, the amount of success you felt. <laughs> if you got one. If you got one. You were like, my whole weekend is made. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 100%. And I then haven't also, felt that ever again in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, uh, they would change the uh, the format. So sometimes you could rent a Blu-ray. Sometimes it would be a DVD. Mm-hmm. And like, there was a certain point where I was like, oh, I don't really care. Until I got a Blu-ray player. And then I was like, no, I definitely care now. Yeah, right. Um, and then one time we rented what we thought was a Blu-ray and it was a DVD. And she was like, is this okay? I was like, I guess it's fine. <laughs> like, that's, it's okay. Can, and then you felt separate, a piece of your soul die. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. And then a separate time, we accidentally rented a Blu-ray, uh, I'm sorry, a 3D Blu-ray. I was like, oh. I don't, I don't even know how this, I don't think this can even work. And it, it certainly did not. It didn't yeah. recognize the format at all. So we had to take it back and swap it out. She's like, I brought these 3D glasses from the movie theater, and you're like, I, I don't even have time to explain to you how this is not going to work. None of this is going to work. This isn't how it works. I will sit close to the TV. It's not, <laughs> it's not, that's not how that works. I love the whole idea behind this, this conversation, though, being mm-hmm. like, basically now, if you want to watch something, you just have to find it, and that can be a challenge. Mm-hmm. But generally, like, that's, it's pretty easy to find stuff. And back in the day, it's like, if someone else was watching something, that meant you did not get to watch right. that thing. There are mm-hmm. only limited amounts of people in that town or in that area of that town that can watch that thing. And sometimes mm-hmm. you would wait weeks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or you'd have mm-hmm. to go to multiple stores out. if you, like, really wanted to watch it. Or if you, you can, like, put it on hold, especially if you, like, know the clerks and they'll, like, mm-hmm. actually do it for you. Yeah. You know? I mean, I worked at a video store. I miss those days. Uh, I certainly have a kinship with Randy in this movie in particular and Scream mm-hmm. 2 as well. Um because of he's like the movie nerd and I was the movie I am the movie nerd and I, I like him a lot because of that um, and I miss some of those aspects about working there and just that whole like vibe but overall like we have a much better now <laughs> right, you know yeah. like, I'd much rather like like Brent and I talk about that all the time like I didn't even want to own a disc like not even have to rent it I don't want to I don't want to have to like, get up to put one in you know yeah I just want to be I wouldn't even it. know I wouldn't even know how to put in a Blu-ray. I'm like, it goes in the toaster? <laughs> I, I don't even get it. How does this? Yeah. I, it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Technology is crazy. Yeah, it moves uh, fast. But I remember, like, renting DVDs that would be, like, scratched. But oh, I wouldn't yeah. know about it until I get, like, 38 minutes into right? something. And then it just, like, freezes. I'm like, what the fuck? So then we got to, like, drag it all the way back to the video store mm-hmm. and swap that out. Or, uh, going back further, if you would rent a VHS tape... And then you would take it back, but it wasn't rewound. Uh, they would charge you a mm-hmm. fee, which is crazy. Yeah. My dad had this like separate VHS for a winder. That was it. So that, that was this yeah, machine. That's a machine job. So purpose. There was yeah, specifically rewinding a tape. Yeah, but it did it really fast. Oh, this was like about the same amount of time. It was just like you could just watch something else in the actual VHS player while the tape is rewinding. Oh, that's this nice. other separate machine didn't it was your like a car place you liked though it. have one of those we had a bank of them yeah because people would return them undone so we had like a bank of them we had um we had like 
professional ones, quote unquote. So they were fast, mm-hmm. but then we oh. also like, they would break over time. And then like as DVDs and Blu-rays came out, like they wouldn't buy us new ones to, you know, we're going to get rid of our VHS re- re- eventually. Mm-hmm. So we started using the ones that we were selling to people and we had like a race car one that we would use yes. at work, mm-hmm. right? Like they would be like shaped like things mm-hmm. and it's literally just to rewind a tape. That's it. That's it. That's the whole job. sole purpose. Yep. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things have really changed around, man. In a good mm-hmm. way, that's the thing. Like, VHS alone, like, the jump in quality of DVD and then to, mm-hmm. to Blu-ray after that, it's, like, wild. Um, and speaking of, I was trying to think about this when we were talking about the, the VHS, because I had this particular copy of the Scream VHS. They had alternate oh. copies, and I think this is Arquette. I think this is, I mean, Courtney Cox Arquette, not David yeah. Arquette. That'd be weird. Yeah, I was like, yeah. who is that? I think it's Courtney Cox. Uh, it would be cool if it, like, fell on his lip, so it was, like, the Scream logo was his mustache, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love to do a version of him now, yeah. As of the, Dewey. Yeah. yeah. But it's like they had, like, a Drew Barrymore. She was, like, the main one, right, with, like, the black and white looking thing and, like, the, the hand over her mouth. And then they had, like, a, a Nev Campbell one. Um, and then they had the Courtney Cox one. And I remember... I remember getting it, and it was the only one I could get at the time because I was too young. I think I had to, like, smuggle that one, too. And I remember mm. now I'm like, I wish I had that still, and I had it as, like, a collectible. That'd be great. And at the time, I remember, like, man, I got the shitty one. I wanted the, <laughs> yeah. like, I wanted the real one. I wanted the Drew Barrymore poster, you know? Yeah. Uh, but they had, like, all these different versions, and, yeah. But well, that, brings cool. me, that brings me to the question I had about the marketing of this, and maybe you've looked into it. But, like, Drew Barrymore is the largest figure oh, on yeah. the poster of this, but she gets capped pretty early on yeah. and I know that was like a big twist for the movie it's like oh we thought this was going to be a main character and she she did mm-hmm. um, did she go on like talk shows and stuff like did she go through the, the oh, man, I wonder about that. circuit and all that stuff I don't know I know that it was her choice to be mm-hmm. the role that she got like she oh. I think she they wanted her in the movie and they wanted her for one of the main roles they wanted her for, Sid- for Sydney for yeah. Sydney and she was like no wouldn't it be amazing if you build me as like the star of the movie and you killed me within the first 10 minutes and she yeah. only got that because E.T. turned down the role first that's true right. yeah. well he had yeah. first mm-hmm. dibs yeah, yeah. he's a mm-hmm. huge star obviously yeah for small stature big star um, living but, amongst the stars yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah she from what I'd heard there's various versions of that story but the one I like and the one I've heard the most is that she was gonna be cast as Sydney and then um, like sometimes it's always just like that she had like another movie going on she's like scheduling conflicts and they chose a smaller role and I'm like that's bullshit mm-hmm. she like yeah. wanted to put her name on it and then like apparently she's she was the only big name really attached to it it's kind of what helped Wes Craven get involved and then like the other actors would kind of sign on off of that, off of her name being a part of it because she was so big. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember enough of it. I was too young to really pay attention to like the marketing at the time mm-hmm. or like news stations like interviewing them or whatever. Um, I don't know if it was like such a big secret that she was gonna be the star and then dies. Um, that's another thing that'd be wild, like to li- relive that. You wouldn't yeah. even get that if you erased your memory, though. You know, you'd have to like really go back in time to see what it was like in that era. But um, it certainly was a big deal just for her name and how mm-hmm. big she was. And that one of the things I read today about horror films in general, they were saying that Scream kind of bucked the trend is like used to like in the 80s, like horror movies were, were mostly made of people that were newcomers. And then they became mm-hmm. huge after that. And um, like Johnny Depp being cast in the first Night on Elm Street, like it was like his first movie, you know, and then then he became a huge star. And looking back on it, you always mm-hmm. have that context. So you're never going to see it the same way someone did originally. Um, and then these movies, they were like, like Nev Campbell was on Party of Five. She was huge. Um, 
like these people were released like Courtney Cox was on Friends for two years at this point so like she was pretty mm-hmm. big like Friends had really blown up at that point and they were like this was like kind of bucking the trend including Drew Barrymore to you know hire them and put them in this horror movie and so that's another thing that's like changed I guess since then we don't really think about now though you know I don't really think about it just being newcomers or mm-hmm. established people but um, it definitely threw people off you know for Drew, Barry's, Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. specifically um, I thought on our rewatch last night when we put this on uh, I always think of like, like what if Sydney did it? What if like there's a, a line in it with a there's like a bathroom scene with a cheerleader and another girl uh, talking about Sydney and her mom being a slut and everything, mm-hmm. and Sydney overhears it and they they have a joke about like what if Sydney did it? And I've always been like, man, what if what if she did it? That'd be so interesting. Mm-hmm. Last night, I thought, what if Drew Barrymore characters live uh, lived? Like, what if she mm-hmm. pulls the mask down at the very beginning and sees Stu, mm-hmm. and her parents find her and chase him off, and then she's. She's like, hey, everybody, like my, my boyfriend was just killed. Stu's the killer. And then Billy gets away free because like what if they killed Stu and like nobody knew there was a second killer? Like it could have mm-hmm. changed it. There's always so many ways that they could have done different things. Um, and I love to think about this movie so much. I've seen it so many times. I love to be like, what if, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I like that she does, you know, her role in that is good because Sydney is Sydney and is amazing. And we just need to mm-hmm. kind of have this big emotional kill in the beginning and get rid of it. But I was like, mm-hmm. man. I can't even really imagine, like, they're in the same movie, but I don't really picture Drew Barrymore and uh, Nev Campbell being in a movie together. Like, I've never seen them act together, mm. but they're yeah. both big in this movie. And I'm like, what mm. if she was one of the teenagers throughout the rest of the whole film? That would have been so weird to me now, you know? Yeah, it is weird in context where the other kids that are in that group are talking about Drew Barrymore's character because mm-hmm. she seems so detached from yeah. every other human that's in this. But, uh, yeah, she was, like, part of their... I don't know if it was part of their friend group, but she was definitely went right. to the same school. Yeah. I always saw her as, like, she was more popular than, than they were. Hmm. Like, I think that I saw her and her boyfriend as popular. I mean, he's, like, a jock. He's a jock. I, hmm. I could see her, like, as a cheerleader or something. And and what was that boyfriend's name? Steve. Hmm. Yeah, oh Steve my God. died, guys. Uh-huh. So I did find a quote from Drew Barrymore... She did an episode of Hot Ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, she was asked about the role. And she said, in the horror film genre, my biggest pet peeve was that I always knew the main character was going to be slugging through at the end, but was going to creak by and make it. What I wanted to do is take that comfort zone away. So I asked if I could be Casey Becker so that we would establish that the role does not apply in this film. And it's cool. It changed everything, man. I wonder if anyone in the theater, like... Like you were saying, she's the big, the biggest name on this. She would have been the biggest draw for mm-hmm. the movie. I wonder if anybody went to go see this movie, sat in the theater, watched her die early on, and got pissed about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I want a Drew Barry more, not Drew Barry less. <laughs> you know? That's why I paid money for this, but I guess I'll keep watching. Yeah. I see this fella has hair hanging directly into his pupils. <laughs> That's but then I think see. they were like, oh, Nev Campbell. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested. You know what? Yeah, she was she looking good in, in this. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. then. Never yeah. mind. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder, too. Uh, the marketing for this is weird, though, because the main poster um, with Drew Barrymore all, like, set aside or whatever, and the rest mm-hmm. of them kind of around mm-hmm. the poster. Like, mm-hmm. Skeet Ulrich has longer hair and a goatee, and he does <laughs> not have that in the movie. Like, these uh-huh. are clearly, like, taken at a different point in time when he's, like, filming something else. And he's like, I am not shaving that. And it's like, you go in this movie being like, like, I, I, I do remember a certain point in my life 
watching this and being like, looking at the poster and watching him and like, wait, like I realized it. I was like, he doesn't mm-hmm. have that in the movie. Like what a weird thing. So I'm just saying that like, I'm pretty disappointed about there. No, no goatee being in there, you know? Well, maybe if he lived long enough. Maybe he's he started he to have it, but like the mask scratched his face. Oh, maybe he had to keep it like the seal yeah. of the mask. Yeah, he this is why you and I can't be ghost face. No, unfortunately, yeah. But Amanda, hmm, mm-hmm. pretty. She has no beard on her, so no mustache hmm. there. Interesting. 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 Yeah. Where were you last night? Oh yeah, taking care of that fucking Saving devil a puppy. Dog. <laughs> um. So, uh, uh, Brent, I'm curious about your notes or questions you might have. Yeah, uh, my my first note slash first question is: Have either of you ever popped popcorn with this weird little flat ass pan? <laughs> oh, I, good question. My wife mentioned this to me. She was like, "Who does this?" I'm like, "I don't know. The rich white people, I guess. I don't know. I've never interacted with anything. Like, if somebody brought this to me, I would just immediately throw it in the trash. I have no use for this. You're like, this I don't is ever want to turn on gone. my my stove. Yeah. I'm like, I can't put this in the microwave. You idiot. It's going to set the house on fire. Sorry. I feel like that was. Sorry. I didn't mean it. I didn't take it back. I want uh, it back. Too soon. Too soon. I know. I'm sorry. I feel sort of like that was like a novelty thing for a while. Cause I'm no, pretty sure thing. like I remember being at friends houses mm-hmm. and that happening, but I don't think I ever. I've never used had one. that. Yeah. I had just like good old microwave popcorn. Like, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's the Jiffy pop thing, man. That's yeah. like how they started. It's always like that. That thing, but really? I, I know it from this movie. Yeah. Like, that was the first time I remember ever seeing one. And yeah. I've always done the microwave popcorn. That's what we grew up yeah. on. Um, mm-hmm. And you can do, like, I've done it, you know, as an adult. We've done, like, popcorn on the stove where you, like, you can just, like, heat mm-hmm. a boil and put the popcorn kernels in. And then, like, it heats up and you just kind of swirl it around and they pop, whatever. Um, and it's good. Like, it's maybe a little better even. That it's more like mm-hmm. real, you know, like, movie theater popcorn sort of. Mm-hmm. But, um yeah. I do like that you brought up that it was like a rich white person thing. I know. Because last <laughs> night when we were watching it, I was like, how fucking rich oh, are these people? Every like, one of every them, right? one of them. Yeah. Like, Their are houses are huge. Massive. And yeah. they're like, obviously in this beautiful part of California, like overlooking these hills and whatnot. And I'm like, holy shit. There's a part with mm-hmm. Sydney where um, she walks up and the, she's like talking to Tatum and she's walking up her like back deck. And there's like... There's not one deck. There's like multiple decks with mm-hmm. outside stairs. There are like three different sets of tables and chairs that you could sit yes. at. There are multiple I, I, like sets of patio yeah. doors and yeah. stuff. I love that. I Oh, my God. Anytime I see a house with columns on it, I'm just like, oh, God, this is the dream. This is the dream for me. And then like a big ass patio, like a, a patio. You can go sip a mint julep upon oh, yeah, with, yeah, like a with Robert Zombie. <laughs> Um, that's, that's my, my life goals. Uh, and then, uh, I, I just, man, there's something about it, you know? Let's Are you adding Jiffy Pop on the stove to your life goals? Okay. I imagine a scenario where I've got money, but like not that much money. Like, you know, <laughs> like I've already wasted too much time. I don't have, I'm, I'm, I've got some, uh, Orville Redenbacher. I'm throwing in a, in the microwave yeah. and just pay somebody to listen to the, the pops. You have to like count what, like three seconds in between or something like that yeah. toward the end. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. that I'm solidly in adulthood whenever I'm watching a movie. Like, I remember we were watching Home Alone, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. what does he do for yeah, a right. job to be able mm-hmm. to, like, have this house? Like, mm-hmm. does he have family money? Like, what happened, you know? He's a door-to-door vacuum salesman. <laughs> like, wow, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck. Interesting. Damn. Oh, Probably he sells drugs door-to-door, too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah gotcha. <laughs> you, what you do is you hit reverse on the vacuum, and it sprays out cocaine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to be prepared for it, though. Yeah, and so then yeah, you, you just hold walk it. through the puff. 
<laughs> you got to start sniffing before I turn it on. Because yeah. it's going to go fast. Yeah, you want to do it in the daylight so you can snort up every little grain that's, that's right. floating through yeah, the air. Yeah, you want to see them float, yeah. Uh, my, my next note is, who does Ghostface voice? And do they do the same? Mm. Is it the same actor yep. doing the voice through all five movies? That is true. It is Roger L. Jackson, I think is his name. Roger Jackson. Oh, Nick Fury. Nick, yeah. Oh, mm. man. I would love mm. Ghostface to be an Avenger. Mm-hmm. You're just screaming motherfucker <laughs> at everyone and yeah. firing bazookas uh, at aliens. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's funny. Uh, he, I, from what I've heard about this one as well. Roger Jackson. Yeah. He, um, oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I wasn't sure about the L and I was right about that too. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, he, uh, from what I've heard about this, the, the rumor is he was brought on to do the voice like temporarily as like a temp track on the, mm. like when they're editing and whatever. And then they liked him so much, they kept him around. And apparently he never met the actors, but he was on set. So he would like be on the calls with them so that they could act against his voice. Um, mm. But I fucking love him so much. That's that's partly why I love Scream 5 so much is that they've upgraded the tech um, to like be in the mask. Like they have a part where like they, you can see them like talking through the thing in the mask. They press a button and they're able to have the ghost face figure stand there and talk in that voice and mm-hmm. it's so menacing and it was like my favorite ghost face version in the mm-hmm. new movie um, but I've always his voice is so iconic for this role like I'm so glad mm-hmm. they cast him and then they've kept him in every every movie since because yeah. it has this quality to it that is like I think Wes Craven had talked about it and something I read that it has like a, it's not sexy but it's like there's something like nice about it but it's also very menacing mm-hmm. and so it's, it's like, like very smooth it's yeah. like very like I don't, I don't know. It's it's obviously very deep and stuff, but like it's so mm-hmm. menacing. The stuff he says is so bad, you know. Obviously, so that takes a different toll. Mm-hmm. But a lot of racist stuff. A yeah, lot of racist I agree, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, they had to edit it out of the final cut, but I it's mean, in there. If you listen, he's wearing white face. He's got a hood on. I mean, it's just, there's something it's, there. It's weird. It's not a good look. You know, it's like yeah. I'm just gonna say, I think he's racist against ghosts. I. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring it up there, but I. And, and you know, when be. I was younger, I said a lot of racist ghost stuff. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but so I grew I've, up. I've, yeah, I grew up. I've changed. <laughs> I've expanded my mind, and like you know, ghosts are people too. Yeah, exactly. So Word. to talk about that, I don't know if this is true or not, but part of the trivia it's that I internet, found. Though? Yeah, it's true. On IMDb, okay. has to be. Was that originally the like signature robe was, that's black was supposed mm-hmm. to be white to make him look even more like a ghost. Oh, and that'd be so funny. But they were <laughs> afraid it looked too much like a Ku Klux Klan <laughs> robe. <laughs> and so they were like, nope, can't be white. I love that. I do like that in the movie itself, it's a costume that you can just buy anywhere. Like they, yeah. they mentioned that it's, it's. The, I guess they like looking to it. Every five and dime. In the state. In yes, the state. It, Oh, okay. Do you well, want you us to go line by line? Because we know. I, can. I mean, we might as well. Let's examine it. <laughs> Let's break out the magnifying glasses. Um, but the the name of the costume itself is Father Death. Yeah, it's so which is crazy. That all the package says that. Yeah, I was like, no, we don't like that. I didn't We're, know that until Gorley and Rust mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was like, no, that doesn't seem true. And sure enough, it is. I had to like rewind it and pause it, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Uh, apparently the. The story is that they found they were location scouting at a house and they found Mm -hmm. that mask like a teenager in the house in real life just had that mask hanging on his bedpost. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, that's the mask like Wes Craven saw it and was like, that's it. Mm -hmm. And then they did screen like they screen tested, I guess they put it in the movie. And then the Weinstein brothers were like, this does not like it's not scary. It's not going to work. And they like cut Mm -hmm. together that Drew Barrymore scene kind of quick. 
and they mm-hmm. realize like, oh, it's it works. Like this, this is going to be good mm-hmm. enough and everything. And I, th- I love it because it's like it's iconic. Like it's one of those things you look back on. You're like, this. There was a discussion about this that this wasn't the mask. Mm-hmm. Like that's wild mm-hmm. to me. This is so iconic for it. And I, I love your point that it's like in world in the movie world, it's just a mm-hmm. mask that anybody can buy, mm-hmm. which is what will really happen in this scenario. Like yeah. someone would just find a costume. It doesn't matter what costume, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm use it and it makes sense in the in the context of the movie so mm-hmm. yeah i like it uh, that way i like the whole thing about hollywood horror movies where they're just like we need a mask for this uh what can we do should we like design something specially it's like uh pff, i don't know look around oh yeah that'll work because it happened for <laughs> um uh mike uh, michael myers oh, mask, yeah, right thing, yeah and then the uh, the goalie mask that's used for Jason Voorhees, somebody just like had that on set because oh, they were yeah. in a hockey practice or some shit, hmm. something like that. It's like really, like that, yeah. yeah. It's not like they like spent time designing it or whatever. It's just like eh, we'll throw this on and screen. And test then it's it. iconic for yeah, yeah for Jason, it ends right? Up working. Like, like that one is and, so iconic mm-hmm. that it wasn't until I re- I watched all the movies in a row that I was like, mm-hmm. he's not been wearing that the whole time. Yeah, like the second movie, he's wearing a burlap sack. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> it's so ingrained in like who Jason is now that it, like the second movie makes no sense, mm-hmm. and it came first. Like, that's so yeah. weird. Well, look. Uh, while we're on the topic of Jason Voorhees and horror movies, um, at the beginning of that, uh, or toward the beginning of that scene, uh, uh, Ghostface starts quizzing. What? Uh, what's what's uh, her name? Casey, Casey. S- starts quizzing her on horror movies or whatever, and. Mm-hmm. I, he only does that because he asks, like, what type of movie she rented, and she's like a horror movie or whatever. Mm. She doesn't really like get into the details, but like, if she would have rented like a rom com, <laughs> would he have like, would he have deep seated knowledge? Like, is how much of a cinephile is Ghostface? You know what I'm saying? I love it because in my head, it's like he would he would find a way to pivot. I was gonna say he would find a yeah. way back to it, pivot to it. But I love to it. He'd be like, uh, okay, and Sleepless in Seattle, <laughs> you know. <laughs> A movie yeah. that came out really relatively like recent to this movie. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's really funny to think that they would like change the game. I feel mm-hmm. like he would be like, but do you like scary movies? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're watching a rom-com, but do you like... Or if she like, rented like Aladdin or whatever, he's like, I can see you from Jafar. Does that... that makes, it doesn't quite work. But you get it. I can like, I used to see you. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I think you should be Ghostface, man. Yeah, I'll be the next one. Get rid of I'll Brian, Brian L. Jackson. I'll be man. Brian Ghostface. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm, <laughs> just like imagine walk, walk through. A, just imagine the face painted it's brown. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like watercolors. It's like fading mm-hmm. and stuff. You're like, but mm-hmm. I'm brown, guys. I want you to know that I'm definitely brown. <laughs> but it's not really like fully acknowledged in the movie. I just like show up like that. They're like, oh my god, you look different. It's like, nope. Uh-uh. I walked through a fart cloud. It's this. It's Same you know. Thing. It's gross. It's gross. Ew. You know. Yucky. Um, oh, man. But uh, yeah. So I, I thought that was as funny as like the whole thing is spurred on by him just like, oh, I know about horror movies too. Like right. They were like kind of bonding over Twinsies. it, but then he, yeah. Then he like he kills her. That would I would uh, love that scene. I would love to. I would mm-hmm. love to rewrite the scene with you, Brent, and be mm-hmm. like, what What does this discussion look like if she says, you know, X movie? Yeah, you just know. any totally different anything. Like, what if she's like, I'm about to watch Forrest Gump, and he's like, mm. oh, man, do you mm. know about other Oscar-nominated dramas? <laughs> <laughs> you know? In that movie, he ran from coast to coast. 
and I'm gonna make you run right now. Snap into a slim gym. This is a macho man, Randy Savage. Um, there's a scene uh, that takes place in Henry Winkler's office. Mm-hmm. He's the principal of the school yep. they all attend. And in that scene, there are two students who have ghost face masks on. And I'm wondering if that's like a hint that there's mm. going to be two ghost faces like for oh. the end of the movie. I like mm-hmm. that. A little foreshadowing, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then also in that same scene, <laughs> with the most inexplicable like cameo. I've ever seen oh. <laughs> in, in any movie. Yeah, Fred. Where he just like le- leads out the door. Like even my wife caught it, and she's not. She's a, a reverse ghost face. She's not a, a cinephile at all. Uh-huh. She like forgets movies as soon as we watch them. But she was like, "Is that supposed to be Freddy Krueger?" Oh, I was that's like, yeah, so that's, good." I mean, that's the guy who created both that mm-hmm. and this. Um, but yeah, I thought that was fun. You know, just like a, a fun little thing for the the fans. You know, that's the thing. I think the Gorley and Rust guys brought that up a little bit. Like some of the goofiness of this movie or these movies. Mm-hmm. Like like um, the fact that Ghostface like is clumsy. Like he tri- yeah. he gets hit all the time. He trips all the he time. He gets his ass beat. Yeah. He gets like hit so many times. Like anyone, the, especially toward the end of the movie where Ghostface shows up at that party or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, Rose McGowan's character like throws all these bottles I know, and at everything. His face. Yeah, like. I can't remember which person it was that did that, but like they should show up and they should just be like bruised right. as fuck, just right. like bleeding, bloody noses, like bleeding from the ears, all that stuff. It'd be like, where have you been? It's like, it's enough. It's just fine. Don't even worry it's, about I, it. I always look like this. Yeah. I think I've always been missing the tooth. I think that's <laughs> yeah. one of the reasons that I liked it though. Like, I, that I still like Scream and find it different than some of the other horror movies is because, like, Jason and Michael Myers and all these people almost seem like even Freddy Krueger seems sort of immortal. Like they cannot mm-hmm. die. Right. Mm-hmm. And is fallible. yeah. And like the fact that it's like, you know, watching it, you're like, this is some human that they know that mm-hmm. is torturing them, obviously, but like they can trip, they can be hurt. They can, you know, but they're still it, like, it makes it funny, but it also makes it, like, I like the quality of it. Yeah, yeah. It also makes it sort of scary because you're like, what if that is your best friend Yeah, mm-hmm. in that costume? Like, it does make sense. I think that, like you were saying, like, Gorley Rush guys have brought that up, too. Like, he should be, like, bruised, like, more and more throughout the mm-hmm. movie. And the, you clearly mm-hmm. know who it was or whatever. Um, yeah. But it's there's something endearing about the fact that they're like, if you put on, like, I have one of those ghost face masks. And you put them on, like, you don't have a lot of visibility. Um, mm-hmm. For one, the eye holes are covered in like breathe. a like a <laughs> like a cloth or whatever. Um, it'd be sweaty, you know. Like there's yeah. the, the eye holes are like weird slits around your eyes, and so you wouldn't see a whole lot. Like it, it's fun to me that he uh, they whoever the killers are in every movie, like they're always especially the other sequels, like they're always just like copycats, and so there's nothing like, special about them. There's no reason they're not trained for this really. Like mm-hmm. they're just put mm-hmm. on a costume. They're and, just psychos. Yeah, they're just yeah. psychotic, right? So yeah, um, I like that stuff, and then. The, the goofy moments of that where it's like putting in the Fred Krueger Freddy Krueger reference mm-hmm. is so weird but I've always loved it like I don't know if I watched yeah. it now if it would be if it would be like that's really weird like why why put that in there it took me out of the movie but like I've always loved it because when it came out it was only 12 years after Freddy Krueger had even been in the world like now it feels so far gone but at the time it, just, it was fun you know it's like a wink and a nod from yeah. Wes Craven right to be like 
yeah, we're making a horror movie, but we're making a new kind of horror movie. And we're yeah. going to like, we're going to kind of play around with the fact that some of these things are ridiculous and whatnot, and we're going to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. But we're still going to try to legitimately scare you mm-hmm. and have you try to figure out who did it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, done. it's uh, who done it. Mm-hmm. It's proper. a meta narrative <laughs> that, that runs throughout this movie anyway. So seeing the creator yeah. of the franchise and then also the creator of Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, it's like a fun little nod. Plus, it's like a Stan Lee cameo. You know, yeah, it's just like one of those go. fun things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're so used to those now. Yeah, he did the mm-hmm. the first Stan Lee cameo. Yeah, he should have looked as dressed as Fred Krueger. He should have looked down the barrel of the camera and be like, "Excelsior!" <laughs> yeah. Be like, "What? That doesn't <laughs> That's make a sense yet." Reference? That's weird. Crazy. Blade's not even out yet. <laughs> and, uh, wow. Crazy. Um, let's see what else. What else? What else here? Um, is there a timeline for which? Ghostface appears Ooh, in like fun, what scene or whatever. Fun combo. Amanda mm-hmm. and I talk about this a lot. We want to go through the, the especially this first movie because mm-hmm. uh, it's obviously the best and everything. Um, and kind of figured out we've we've done we figured out a few of them. We feel I've seen at least one YouTube video about it. I haven't watched the whole thing because I want to kind of figure it my own and you know whatever. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's kind of fun to be like. Uh, I was thinking about it last night we were watching it. There's like. And when Tatum dies, she dies in the, the garage of Stu's house while a party's going on. And immediately afterwards, you see Stu at the door, at the front door, like, escorting guests out. Like, he's clearly mm-hmm. been in the house. And then Billy pops in from outside. So you're like, all right, mm-hmm. so Billy did that. But, like, wouldn't have Stu, wouldn't Stu have wanted to kill her more, mm-hmm. you know, than, than Billy would have? And I think it's like they're, they're kind of trading off. Like, you kill mine, I kill yours. He is kind of a coward, yeah. too. Like, Stu is really the, the second fiddle to mm-hmm. Billy. He's just going along with it, you know. Billy's yeah. the one that's got the plan and everything. The real devious one. I think Stu's kind of even just more bored. Uh, he's definitely mm-hmm. psychotic, but mm-hmm. um, he's he just kind just of doing it, right? He does what he's told. And, like, yeah. I think that when they're together, he probably gets <clears throat> more of a thrill from it than doing it by himself. Well, he's in love with Billy, clearly. Yeah. So That's what this really is. It seems like it. The mm-hmm. underlying story here There's. Is, yeah, I found all these awesome... Unrequited love. Yeah, yeah I yeah. found this awesome art online of them, like, making out together, those two characters, and it's great. And I'm like, man, that would have been a great scene if in the kitchen they're like, give me a kiss, sugar. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> before the stabs, before they stab each this other. This is, like, scream slash fiction. Yeah, oh, yeah, man, I would read Yeah, slash in two different ways, you know? Or, like, Ooh, hey. Billy knowing mm-hmm. that Stu is in love with him. But, like, stuff, stringing him along. But, right? like, stringing him oh, along, man, and like then that. at the very end, just, like sacrificing him or yeah. making him take the fall for something yeah. or yeah. Uh, yeah. But back to your point, the it's fun to figure out like today when we were watching it this morning before the show, I like in the very beginning, like they, they, they killed Drew Barrymore who is Stu's ex-girlfriend. So he's the one who probably wants to do that. Right. But they both just want to oh, kill somebody. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I, I realized today, like I've been realizing just more and more about like, the context of the events going around this, like where were Billy and Stu at these moments or whatever? Where were they hiding Sydney's dad this entire time? They've kidnapped him. Like, where is he? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was like fun today, but I realized like, uh, Drew Barrymore and her boyfriend die immediately afterwards. We see Skeet Ulrich come into Sydney's window and that's like his like alibi. Like he's like, I was with my girlfriend. We were making out. And then you find out the next day when and they're all talking about it and stuff that Stu was with Tatum as well. So they both, mm-hmm were at their girlfriend's houses. But we also know that Drew Barrymore was killed, so who did it? And I told Amanda, like, I think it's like, this is all, like, a year ago they killed Sydney's mom. They did that together. I think that was, like, a whole thing. A year later, I don't think one of them is going to be the first person to kick it off again. I think they would both be there. It's like an event. And I think mm-hmm. afterwards, they both wanted to get laid. I think they're both excited. They're psychotic. They just killed this girl and her boyfriend. 
and they both need alibis and they're like let's go get laid by our girlfriends I think mm-hmm. one of them you know? killed Steve and one of them chased Drew Barrymore. Yeah, like they're both yeah. probably there, right? Like, And it's mm-hmm. fun to dissect those moments, especially knowing this film so well like we do and have seen, having seen it so many times. Um, but I like to be like, all right, well, this makes more sense because we see this person next and so it mm-hmm. probably wasn't him or this one makes sense because of this or whatever. But I think that first one, they're both there. And then they both got the rocks off, uh, like especially uh, Stu, man. He the whole the whole movie when you know he's the killer and you rewatch it, and he's so mm-hmm. excited the entire time. He yeah. is like having the time of his life, and mm-hmm. n- and that nobody knows it's him. He's like so ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's fun to like dissect those. But we haven't gone through like kill by kill in the movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd be really, I would be like a fun game. <laughs> that, <laughs> Who dies? That, <laughs> <laughs> Who killed him? Fun game. Um. Boy, that's like a, a like a fun way to think about this, right? Like they get so excited that like they they orgasm there. I mean, and so like at Casey's house, yeah. Like the police come and they're like, <laughs> the police go. Well, there's dead bodies, but there's fucking cum everywhere. That's <laughs> just everywhere. There's like a <laughs> there's like a what what do you call that? Uh, where like a police officer talks to the public or whatever. There's like a, a press a, conference. A, yes, thank you. Words. Um, there's a, one of those like uh, we don't know who the killer is, but we've got. I'm not even joking. Gallons of cum to sort through. <laughs> we have a lot of DNA, like a lot. Yeah, it's everywhere, guys. I. There's some on the roof. I don't even I don't know, know how. how. Yeah. They were it's definitely insane. on the roof, though. Mm-hmm. They got on yep. these roofs. Probably come up mm-hmm. there, too. They were skeeting everywhere. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, oh these actors' names. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Um, there's a, a point in the movie where there's a, uh, a, a mandated curfew in the town. Mm. But then, like, all these teenagers have this massive house party. Hell yeah. And the police are there? Like, Dewey's there? Yeah. Dewey like, escorts ha- them to the party. Yeah. yeah. He's and like, he, like, takes the beer out of one kid's hand, <laughs> and then he hands it back to them. <laughs> yeah. He's like, like I'm, I'm just kidding. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just joshing. We're cool, right? Yeah. I'm cool. I'm a cool dad. That's why I love no. Dewey. Again, he's he's so absurd. Mm-hmm. One, of my, my, one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie lately, like, watch it, rewatching it, just for the little details, I love to watch Dewey, like just kind of look around he just like glances around all the time and he's trying to be all serious mm-hmm. and there's a part where uh they go into the town square and uh sydney and tatum <laughs> are shopping for the party and he goes mm-hmm. to, to meet the chief or whatever uh the sheriff and the sheriff is smoking a cigarette and dewey walks up with a fucking ice cream cone <laughs> yes and, yes i love it and not only that every time the sheriff takes a puff dewey takes a lick <laughs> yeah. and he's like matching one for one and he does it so he's like Ugh, and he looks around like so serious and the music playing with that, I mean, and I want to talk about the, the score and the soundtrack as mm-hmm. well, but the music during that is like an old, like, 40s, like, private eye kind of movie type of mm-hmm. thing, you know? Like, you like, yeah. take a lick and look away. Uh-huh. And it's so good. Like, that scene, just watching what Dewey does and, is so yeah. fucking good. And Tatum uses every opportunity that she can to point out... Like, yeah, like how little power yeah. he has, uh-huh. and she's like, "Your janitor's this, or your the janitor's your superior." Is your yeah. superior. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love their Dude. relationship. I love that he still lives at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like twenty five years old, still yeah. living at home. Yeah, and like a cop and everything, but he's like still with his mom or whatever. Like when he picks up the phone after Sydney drops it in the hallway when he gets call- she gets called, and he's just like, "Hello." Like, mm-hmm. trying to be cool. He's trying to be But he's thing. clearly just come from his twin bed in his childhood room. <laughs> yeah. And he has this, like, <laughs> sheriff-issued pistol. But then he becomes that. Like, Dewey... I, I especially love Dewey throughout the rest of the series, not just this movie. Mm-hmm. He's so 
you know, quirky and charming in this one. I think it's mm-hmm. so like, I don't know. He's, he's very lovely, but the rest of them, like he is like, uh, you know, helps Sydney a lot, whatever he gets yeah. stabbed a whole bunch throughout the series and stuff. But mm-hmm. he, he really does like, you know, help protect people and protect Sydney and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love where his character goes and his, his relationship with like Gail as well as like this silly rom-com stuff. Like one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is when he's like, do you know what the constellation is? And she's like, no. And he's like, I don't either. I was hoping you did. You know, like (laughs) these weird rom-com lines Mm -hmm. that are in this movie, you know, um, that make the whole thing just more fleshed out. Quickly going back to the ice cream scene. Yeah. Uh, when that happened, I I didn't remember that scene at all. There's another scene toward the end of the movie that uh, was almost like brand new to me as well. But focusing on the one with the the ice cream, it cracked me up so much. And... I forgot all about it. There's a, a point where the guy he's talking to, he's who's smoking the cigarette, he throws it on the ground, stomps on it. I was like, is Dewey going to stomp on this ice cream? <laughs> yeah. He does have a look where he's like, should I get rid of this? And he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, like, I like, still have ice cream. Yeah, I got some ice cream. There's something about it being like <laughs> strawberry pink yeah. as well that I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah. He's living the life I wish I could live, you know? Plus, he, the ice cream is, like, close to the cone, so he's been looking at it for a while. He's right? been working on yeah, it, yeah. yeah. I like to think that he's, like, so Sydney and Tatum are going to go to the store and get supplies for the party that Dewey's going to drive them right. to. And mm-hmm. I, I like to think that he's, like, yeah, I'm going to go on patrol, mm-hmm. but also I'm going to... Oh, Froyo's over have, there. I have two minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can, yeah. I can stop. Yeah. I can stop. Like, if you're a cop, you can just, like, walk in there and, like... Mm-hmm ask for one and they'll hand it to you for free yeah, right like, you don't even have to wait in line or anything you know? yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. um but I, uh, if we can jump off this moment as well to talk about the music because that was one amanda mm-hmm. wanted to bring up specifically mm-hmm. um the the vhs copy i remember so well as what uh you know in my my mind but i also had the soundtrack to this and scream 2 were huge in my rotation some of these songs from rewatching the movie so many times over the years and then the uh you know listening to the soundtracks um and especially in the era i've always loved soundtracks but this is when i really got into that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and my brother was in the band and he was really into like movie scores and this is kind of the era when i got into movie scores as well but um i've loved loved the soundtrack the the music that they put in this movie um not all of it's great but some of them are like iconic to me because of this film uh but also the um the score um, which we looked up today. It's, uh, it's by Mar- Marco Batrami. Um, it was his first feature film that he did. And mm. I noticed that the, uh, that was one of the things with the, um, uh, Gorley and Rust dudes. They were like, I don't really like the score that much. They had talked about it a little bit. Like it has a weird Western vibe to it. And they're like, it's, it's okay, but it's kind of generic. And I'm like, I, that was when I got livid at, cause I love the <laughs> score and it's so not generic. They probably think it's generic because Dimension and, and Miramax used, pieces of it and like halloween h2o and the faculty like it shows up mm. and it's it's specifically not generic because it's so unique and good that they re- reuse it over and over again to oh, sure. punch up other scores right like mm. in that era and uh and because of that too like there are there are moments that i can listen to in those movies that i'm i can pick out scream like score from it uh and it's kind of fun or whatever but um i love the western vibe i love like dewey's theme which is mm-hmm. actually like a han zimmer piece from broken arrow the movie um, it's so good for him. Red Right Hand, we were talking about that. That plays all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of it is so good. I think Amanda had that soundtrack as well, like separate from me. Mm-hmm. I think we both had Scream 1 and Scream 2 because when we started dating, I remember finding Scream, the Scream 2 CD in her visor CD case in her car. Mm-hmm. And he knew and he I was had like, to marry me. Yeah, hell yeah. That mm-hmm. was it. That was the, that's what clinched it. And then once you got married, you threw her copy away. 
Well, I, we only need one copy, Brent. Youth of yeah, America. Right. Youth of America <laughs> by Bird Brain. Yeah. Oh, that's I the song. You meant P.O.D. Do what? I thought you meant P.O.D. Uh, not a P.O.D. song, although okay. uh, that'd be something to talk about to you soon because uh, mm-hmm. P.O.D. was bigger than back in the day. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, this is uh, the song that plays whenever they go to Stu's house for mm-hmm. the party. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go watch this movie immediately afterwards. I think right, so. of course, yeah. right. Do you want to talk about the, the score or the soundtrack at all, though, Mina? No, I just wanted it to be like part of the conversation, but I figure you covered most of it Sweet. pretty well. She tuned out. She didn't even know what no, I said. No, I, she I was making I some notes. I know you did. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's just really good. I want to mention it because um, I've always loved that score mm-hmm. and, the, and mm-hmm. the soundtrack so much. And um, I just love what he does with the Western stuff of it. The, the whole mm-hmm. This whole thing is just such a weird mismatch of things, and it's kind of the first horror movie that really brought in all kinds of things, not just old horror movies, but... Mm-hmm. I feel like people reference that a lot. Like, obviously, they reference Halloween, and they talk about Terror Train and Prom Night and the town that dreaded sundown and, like, all these other mm-hmm. references. But there's a lot of all kinds of movie references that influence this film um, that are in the background or in the, you know, a, a line here or there or in the score or in the soundtrack. And it's it's all just so well put together to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's just It's just amazing. I love this film so much. Well, speaking of Halloween, yeah. and since we're at the house party portion of it... Um, there's a scene where Randy is explaining to all the other people in the living room there as they're watching Halloween uh, there. He, he's pausing it and, and getting up in front of them and uh, explaining horror movie tropes and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then Steven, I want to know the first time you saw the scene, did your pants explode off of your body to see the hero of the story finally get to be the hero? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The nerd stand up, explain and tell the rules, yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. And we'll talk about that as we go through the sequels in a few weeks. Um, uh, I I love Randy so much. I was so upset uh, at his demise in Scream Two, and then I love. I know it's like people make fun of Scream Three when he has a cameo in it through a videotape, and I'm like, I remember getting so fucking excited about that because I was like, the mm-hmm. hero's back. Mm-hmm. He should have never been killed. He's like my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and this one alone, like the video store clerk, nerdy de- dude, you know, being the one that knows the rules to this, the and comic it all, relief, the yeah, it's so good. That scene is so well shot. I love. I love the look of that. Like you were talking about the 90s look of the clothes and the hair and whatever, just the, mm-hmm. the vibe of this movie, you know? And it's very, like, dated now looking back on it. But I also, like, my brothers graduated in 94 and 97, so, like, right around mm-hmm. this era. And, like, the pictures they have from parties or college or, like, things I knew around, like, of their friends or whatever, I'm like, this house looks like a 90s era house party. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks so authentic to me. Mm-hmm. But it, some movies now, like looking back on it, I'm be like, well, that was like not really how people dressed, and that's not really how people talked, and that's not whatever. I'm like, Scream to me is exactly what it was like in that era, even yeah. if it actually influenced a lot of that era, and what I know or I quote unquote remember of it is from that. Um, yeah, I still love that mm-hmm. the whole thing. I- I think of two movies. I think of Scream and I think of Can't Hardly Wait. Hell Those yeah. Those are the two, the two movies and they're both uh, not really house party movies, but they have house parties. Yeah. Uh, house parties on the Scream. <laughs> no, that's all I was trying to say. Well, I mean like. It's working out for me. Half of Scream well. is pretty much a house party, right? They're there so much. They're there for like yeah, the last true. 40 minutes of the movie. We were talking about that. I never realized how big that was until I started reading about it and they were mm-hmm. filming that at night and so they had limited time every day to do it, every night to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told Amanda today there's a, a thing about it. It's, it was called Scene 118, 118. 
uh, of their like filming schedule or whatever. And they did it. They filmed that scene for like weeks. And oh, wow. there's like T-shirts that the crew have that you can find online that are like, I survived scene 118. Yeah. Because it was so big to them. Like, it was such a grueling shoot. Um, and then in the final film, it's like, it's like the last third of the movie is that one party. Um, so it is kind of like mm-hmm. a party movie, house party movie. Hmm. Interesting. I like that you said that. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm glad that I said the <laughs> words like, I said. I am very astute. <laughs> this is good. This is good for me. Um, what are the the motivations for the killers in this? Like, mm. I, w- I could not... I was not piecing together the thing because I got so lost in like the visuals of it. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie uh, does a good job and the series overall does a good job of focusing on the negative space of scenes because mm-hmm. you're constantly looking in backgrounds for yeah, things, right. especially uh, in, in that newest movie, Five Cream, where uh, people are opening refrigerator doors and you're like expecting something to be behind oh, the yeah. person whenever mm-hmm. they shut it. It's not always the case, but every once in a while something like that pops up. Um, so what is the, the motivation of, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, uh, eyeballs, McHairpiece. <laughs> Who's this? Stu? Yeah. May I take a, a stab Please. at this? Oh. And a pun to boot. So oh. I think that the motivation started with Billy. I don't think that without Billy, Stu would have done happens, any yeah. of this. Oh, wait. I, I called the wrong person the wrong thing. So Stu is Matthew Lillard? Yes. Okay. Billy's yeah. hairpiece. Okay, good. (laughs) So I think Billy had a fascination with, like, horror movies even Mm -hmm. before, like, he got the inclination to do this. I think he was just, like, a horror movie buff. But I think after Sydney's mom, like, slept with his dad and his mom left, I think he was, like, extremely, like, jaded by that. And then he, like... It was the the thing that snapped. It snapped him, but he also had seen all these movies, and he was, like, wanting vengeance and all this stuff. And I think Mm -hmm. it just became, like, this obsession of his that he was, like... Like, I, I have to, like, take her out. Like, I have to kill her or whatever. And I think... Like, I don't know if I agree that, like, Stu was in on that murder. I think maybe Billy did that. No, they talk about it. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know what, how he convinced Stu to do it at that point. Yeah, that's the weird one. Like, how did he convince her to kill Sydney's mom? Right. Why would he care? But I think that after they <clears throat> killed Sydney's mom, like, Billy had gotten sort of, like, the taste for it. And, yeah. like, it went, like, a year later, it's, like, something he was still thinking about. And I think Stu, like was essentially like enamored with Billy, even if it's not like a sexual thing, but I just mm-hmm. like wanting to impress him, wanting him to think he was cool, wanting mm-hmm. him like to be part of it. Peer pressure, he says it. Yeah. yeah. Peer pressure. And all that stuff. And I think that he probably there was an element of it that he was like, oh, it's fun when we do these things together. And planning it. We do and apple like, picking, we do murders. Yeah. <laughs> All the adventures we have together are great, Billy. <laughs> but it, like, makes me think of people who plan, like, school shootings, like the Columbine people, right? That there's, like, yeah. one person that sort of plans mm-hmm. it, and then the other people are, like, it's, like, you're outsiders. There's this, like, thing that you all have in common that nobody knows. It's a secret. It's, like, all that stuff. And I think that he just, like, got swept up in it. 
And I do want to hear like the conversation of like for Sydney's mom, like how does it even start though? Like Billy is mm-hmm. like just kind of talking about it and Stu is like letting him say like, mm-hmm. I want to kill this chick or whatever. She ruined my family's yeah. life. Like how do you progress to the, to like actually mm-hmm. like doing that though yeah. and like re- recruiting people like for school shootings mm-hmm. like this is real like like Amanda's talking about like that one is not really even in, that into it but they did it how does that mm-hmm. psychologically how did that even happen you know I think it's like over time right like I don't like especially for the people who aren't the ones that initiate it I think it's like mm-hmm. the more you talk about it the more comfortable you get with the idea yeah. that you know like and then once know. they did that one the rest of them like you said you got a taste for it I think and then I wonder. Yeah, it's like they, it's like if you're talking to your partner about doing butt stuff. It's you know, the same. <laughs> same general. You just gotta same keep talking about it. One yeah. day I bought yeah. them a butt plug, and it was a baby <laughs> one, and then I bought them a little bit bigger one. Yeah. Steven uh, has his own specialty set. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. I like I like the different variations. Mm-hmm. Um, they sparkle in sunlight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exa- you you've seen them, yeah. So yeah, yeah we'll post some photos on our social, of course. As Hashtag usual. toilet cam. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do. Again, like thinking about this movie so much as we do, uh, and this kind of leads into the like why their motivations, I guess, and what were they doing. People talk about like like the cheerleader chick and the other chick in the bathroom talk about Billy, and they mention it multiple times. Tatum talks about it. She's like, oh, he was destined to have a flaw. I knew he was too perfect. They talk about him like he is the coolest, awesomest, nicest guy in the world. Like he is the best boyfriend. And then when we see him, he's like so weird and moody and like, and then knowing he's the killer, like you watching mm-hmm. him, you're like, he's really like, like, why is Sydney like with him? Like, why doesn't she see through this? Like, he's so mm-hmm. weird, but it's like, I want to see uh, like what happens in that year between like, he knows that they murdered her mom, but he's the yeah. perfect boyfriend. Everybody in town says it, but I don't, yeah. think, what is that like? I don't think he was ever like the nice guy. I think he was always sort of the bad boy. He had that yeah. like allure that people are drawn to like girls being like he's the bad boy I want to be with or whatever but like but in a like a less scary way than what he yeah, ended up being, yeah, yeah. you know like the, he's he, actually messed up but he just seems kind of like mysterious yeah he's mysterious yeah, yeah. he like has long hair he's cool he wear you know like his I don't know wow he has long hair he's cool he's not <laughs> wow. he's not worried Shut about like face. He's not yeah. somebody who's constantly trying to impress people, right? Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't care, care if you like does. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I know. What, what must that be like? Oh, that's weird. That's weird. weird place. She got both of us, Stephen. That's strange. Wow. Sorry, she didn't even try. Okay. I'm just double barrel pointed mm-hmm. at both of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a, oh wow. <laughs> uh, I know this that is my show now. Oh wow. <laughs> She's the captain now. Um, I wonder. <laughs> how it went on set because uh, to my knowledge for the screen movies the killers are kept secret in the scripts yeah until, like they shoot i don't the know about the whatever. first one though like it's like after that it became such a hit they had to hide but, everything okay. but i don't know i was wondering that too did they know they were the killers i've never heard that yeah because otherwise it's the direction on set for like skeet in particular like I'm not gonna tell you why, but just just act weird yeah. all the time. <laughs> just act weird all the time. <laughs> Every time you're on screen, just be out of strange. I mean, it you seems. I, I wonder too. Like I've thought about this with the new cast, and if because that one was so secretive, and if they know, you know, leading into it, who's the killer or whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm like, it's this. What a weird thing. Like I, I'm not an actor, and I don't know what trying to figure out a character and try to portray them in a certain way or get direction mm-hmm. is like. Like how to mm-hmm. adjust those things and like. 
go into a scene with all these different things in your head about how you're supposed to act and get through a scene. But I'm like, if you're not, if you don't know if you're the killer, you want to simultaneously be scary or weird enough that you could be the killer and that people will think mm-hmm. you are. Or that but, it's a red herring. But also something. be nice enough that when people see you're not the killer, they'd be like, oh, well, of course, like they're, they're normal and they're nice. And like, mm-hmm. how do you tell someone to act that way without giving it away that they mm-hmm. are the killer or whatever? Like they, everybody in those movies has to ride that line mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. have to kind of believe as the audience that anybody could die and anybody could be the killer. And that's mm-hmm. a hard thing for an actor, I would imagine, to, to be able to fit in that kind of role until you know you're the killer. Um, that I wonder what that goes, direction is like. That kind of goes back to the conversation of, like, what movie would you hope that you could forget and, like, watch again? Because I'm like, I know who the killers are in this, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I were to watch this movie over again, would it be super obvious that Billy was one of them? Because I think it's less obvious that Stu is in on it. So I, w- I was kind of watching it through that prism mm-hmm. as I was watching it over the weekend, and it seems like it's obvious that it's going to be Billy just because he's so weird. Yeah. But then he gets stabbed by Ghostface, yeah. and you're like, oh, shit, I don't know what to think, you know? And they and the then, whole time they try to throw you off of him, right? Like, he shows mm-hmm. up at Sydney's house right after she gets attacked. The police arrest him. Like, there's a whole yeah. thing to—he mm-hmm. to, 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 wants—that's the plan. Like, he wants to get caught— he had an on. alibi that he was yeah. in, like, jail whenever... It's all part of the plan, right? But then, mm-hmm. eventually, like, he is the real killer. I don't know, like, there's a lot at play there. It's kind of fun. But I do, I do think that, like, nobody, when it first came out... Like, now, all of the movies you know have two killers, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't think anybody expected there to be two killers when Scream originally came yeah. out. Because any of the, like, 70s and 80s horror movies... There was one person, right? Yeah. yeah. Scream really does a lot of different things. Like, we talked about this recently. Maybe you and I have too, Brent. Um, that it's like, if you look at uh, Michael Myers and Jason and Freddy in particular, those, mm-hmm. are the, those are the characters of those movies, heroes or whatever you want to call them, the villains of their movies and the heroes of their movies. And they're the ones that come back every time and there's a new cast all the time. And then this one, Sydney, and the other ones, but mostly Sydney is the... Mm-hmm standing figure mm-hmm. and the ghost face always change and then it, it's always a whodunit like it really is different than a lot of those other types of movies um yeah even though it pulls from a lot of their tropes and stuff so it can get kind of fun like that did you, have some did you like did you like the twists of the two killers the first time you saw it i think so yeah, yeah. and it makes more sense to i honestly don't remember i don't really remember yeah, yeah but i just really like like, I've heard um, Stu, um, Matthew Lillard, talk about his role and, like, that scene in the end in the kitchen when they're, like, confessing everything and how, mm-hmm. how like, <laughs> off-kilter they are. They're they are both just insane in that scene. Like, mm-hmm. there's a part where Stu is speaking and he spits on his own chin. Yeah. Right? Like, and it he's just, so, it, it just, just stays, stays there. He's so into it. Ugh. And they've talked about, like, they're like, what was Wes thinking? Like, why did he let us go, like, and not stop us? Like, we're, we're, mm-hmm. o- we're so over the top. It's, like, silly. And I, I could not disagree with someone about their own performance more. Mm-hmm. It is one of my favorite performances ever. He is so, so messed up that it makes mm-hmm. everything make sense of why they're so, like, why this has all gone down, mm-hmm. you know? They're psychotic. They had reversed, they had reversed vacuumed some cocaine in the air <laughs> and just, like, set them loose. It is Like, you know your lines, all. right? Just, that's all that matters. Just make it happen. Do what you can. But what I love about um, that is that, like, even when in that heightened scene... There's like moments of comedic relief, mm-hmm. right? Like whenever Sydney calls and oh she's God. like pretending Amazing. to be ghost face and stuff. And she's like, what are you going to tell the 
the the police do and he's like peer pressure I'm far too sensitive yeah. and yeah. then he realizes that like this is actually happening she did actually call the yeah. police and he's like my parents are gonna be so mad at me yeah and it I all just plays part. so well like um, yeah and I was trying to think of something else with him uh, the the video store scene with Billy and Stu now that you know that they're both the killers it makes total mm. sense how it plays out but I was trying to watch that through the prism of not knowing or not Maybe suspecting Billy, but not suspecting Stu. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever whenever Billy comes around and and uh, Jamie Kennedy, Randy has just said like it's it's not the dad. He's a red herring. It's Billy. And he turns around and mm-hmm. Billy's right there. And Stu grabs onto like Randy's shoulders. And to watch just Matthew Lillard's Stu performance in that scene, mm-hmm. looking back at like Billy and like how mm-hmm. he, like, he he looks so gleeful that he's like, I know the secret and nobody else knows it. And Billy and mm-hmm. I are doing this. And when you watch it, knowing he's a killer, you're like, this is completely obvious. But mm-hmm. I don't think it really was. They're again just being themselves. They're being either weird. Mm-hmm. Like Billy in that mm-hmm. scene is very menacing. Stu is like having fun with it though. And you just think like he's just having fun with mm-hmm. it. He's having yeah. fun making fun of Randy and putting him in an uncomfortable situation. But now it's like, oh man, that there's layers there, you know, depending mm-hmm. on what knowledge you have, you can watch it a whole different way. Well, and then later in the movie, the, uh, the other scene that I forgot took place yeah. was, uh, it's, uh, after the, the attack of the house party. And then, um, we think Randy's going to get his throat slashed just from them, like watching the, oh, yeah. the footage on the, the TV in the van. Um, but after like Sydney goes through the whole thing out there, comes back inside the house, Randy and then Stu are outside and they're like, oh, he's the killer. No, he's the killer. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Like, debate oh, yeah, back that's a great scene. I was like, oh, man, I really like and that. And you really don't know at that point. Like, it could be Randy. It could be the yeah. like the dork or whatever who is like, I I just fucking want the girl, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm and he's he's knowledgeable about movies as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually kind of would have liked that to have been like a scream three, like Randy had lived, and then he's like, so fucked up. Well, I might, yeah, he's so fucked up from it, and he's like, well, I might as well, like, she really loved Billy. I mean, before Mm -hmm. the murders, but like maybe I could like thin out the herd and like get a chance at her. That would have been kind of a fun twist to it. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is a spoiler for the whole series, and if it is, you guys can cut it out or whatever. But I. I kept thinking that in some movie, like whether it was the final one or whatever, that one of the original people, like Dewey, Sydney, Randy, oh, yeah. or Gail, would end up being one of the killers. Mm-hmm. You're saying, like, is that a spoiler? Because they're never one of the yeah. killers. <laughs> or, like, <laughs> I, I thought, I yeah, was yeah. like, is the like penultimate decision to make, like, in Scream 5, to make Sydney? the killer you know like that she has finally snapped i do like scream four kind of plays with that i feel because they're trying to kind of pin not pin it on sydney but they're like trying to take that away from her i don't know like they've they've flirted with that but they've never gone there Mm -hmm. and i i kind of would like that too but it makes sense in a way and it doesn't in a way for their characters i think like there's enough trauma that's happened to all of them Mm -hmm. that anybody could snap you know and, and kind of do this thing or like you know gail would make sense in a certain context. So like if the stab movies kind of went on without her and weren't using her books as a basis anymore and she wanted more notoriety again, like, so she's going to create the drama now, you know, or uh, he's been stabbed five different times and he's just like, I'm, I'm going to do the stabbing now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stephen, while we're on the topic of editing stuff out, uh, if you can go back and edit out the part where you said you're not an actor, because I'm trying to get us both roles in the sequel to the Druid's hand, the Druid's other hand. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> we gotta we gotta get some money somehow, some way. You're right. You know? I'll take that out. Okay, thank you. Good idea. Thank you. Good idea. Okay. Oh cool. my gosh. Oh my god. What was the druid's foot? Uh, so I I feel like that's later later down the road. Gotcha. Yeah. Because you don't want to like you want to stay up up above the waist for a little mm-hmm. bit for the first two films. Yeah. Yeah, and then of course we're gonna end at the druid's dick. I mean, <laughs> yeah, of course. How can, I mean, how can, how can you not? Else would you go? And the druid was a woman the whole time. That's <laughs> how they get you. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, what about the uh, the meta aspect of the movie? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's going to be something that's like hard within the DNA of the Scream franchise. And I know we talked about this on the previous episode, Stephen. But um, if you watch a Scream movie and it doesn't have any like meta narrative to it, are you going to be disappointed? I think I it's part of yeah it's part of the whole shtick for the whole movie yeah. right like the the Gordon yeah. Rust guys had brought that up I think it was one of one of them was like I would love to see just like a straight a straight serious slasher movie from this no hmm. and I'm like I don't think I want that like I mm-hmm. I I would not want Ghostface to be more formidable than he already is he's he obviously is like the various versions of him have killed so many people like even though he's mm-hmm. clumsy he's still at the end of the day. Uh, does his objective most of the time um yeah. and i don't want to take any of that away like i wouldn't necessarily want to see just the the non non-meta non-funny the self-awareness yeah, of like the movie of mm-hmm. is like what yeah. makes it a different series than other horror movies yeah. right like yeah if you want it to just be a straight horror movie then watch any of the like <laughs> other ones hundreds yeah. of series that are out yeah. there you know yeah so i think it's kind yeah. of integral to both of us yeah that's interesting. What do I'm you think? Looking, uh, no, I, th- I like that it's in there uh, as long as it's making a good point. I don't remember much of the meta stuff from later movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I couldn't hear what the fuck the characters are saying <laughs> in uh, Five Cream uh, because people were talking in the movie theater. Bitches. Fucking hated it. Um, I'm so glad, glad for you glad to rewatch it back. Yeah. at home and, yeah. and be able to get the full experience of that movie. Mm-hmm. I want to like, rewatch oh. it too because we saw it at the drive-in and oh, I'm yeah. fucking blind and like the first 20 minutes of the movie is like just a whole bunch of text messages text, back and yeah. forth and mm-hmm. I was like, I can't, what did it say? And Stephen's like, I don't know, I can't read I was like, either. you gotta stop asking me. I gave up. I can't read them. Yeah. I'm not trying anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I'll probably get the context of what's happening. Yeah. 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 Uh, they're looking at their phone, and now they're mad. Yeah, done. So it's probably it's a bad just, text. Got it. Move on. Yeah, yeah. Some, somebody sent a poop emoji, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, they weren't supposed to. Um, and then uh, the, my, my final note here is um, kind of on the, the semi-topic of would you watch just like a straight-ahead Scream uh, product, mm-hmm. I guess, without the meta side of things. I don't know if it's baked into the show or not, but I did pull up the MTV series. Oh, yeah. um, all three seasons are on Netflix. And uh, I, I totally was like, forgot that like, existed. <laughs> yeah. And we literally just talked yeah. about this like two, a couple episodes ago. Um, but the, the MTV show uh, is like 10 episodes, then 13 episodes, then six episodes, oh, if weird. I remember yeah, correctly. Weird. And I thought, if I'm, you know, it's Scream March, you know? Mm-hmm. How can you not watch this? I'll tell you how. <laughs> I watched the the opening scene of this first movie or uh, the, yeah. the first episode. And I was like, I'm I'm good. That's enough know, for you. I'm, okay. I've I've watched a lot of trash for this this podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? This is too much of a stunt. I'll leave this to Steven if he wants to get into it. And yeah. I don't think it was necessarily bad, but I just didn't want to do the time commitment mm-hmm. to sit down to watch all of this MTV 
series. All you had to you know? say was MTV and Scream for me to know all I needed to know. Yeah, that's uh, that's everything you need. When we talked okay. about it the other week. I was telling him like I've always avoided it, even though I'm a huge Scream fan. Um, mm-hmm. That that's how bad it, it looked to me. Right? Is mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. even as a big of a fan as we are, I had never mm-hmm. even tried it, uh, mm-hmm. and I always heard bad things about it. And we looked it up the other day, and it's like they have a different mask for the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. And that mask is so iconic, but eventually they get there. We were joking that like they're probably gonna have it like melt throughout the season. Still, finally, mm-hmm. it's like raw, real shape because at first it's like squattier, like the mouth is not as like screamy, mm-hmm. and it just looks bad. Uh, I think. But I'm curious mm-hmm. enough. I was telling him like I'm such a purist for it that I am kind of like curious about what it is and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. And it's just weird. Like, why do that? I don't. Mm-hmm. They wanted to do it. That doesn't thing. even look like it. It's like, why even call it scream at that point? You know, Ugh, it's mm-hmm. so that's different. Um, but that's my. Yeah. The joke is like, if it kept melting, you kind of get there eventually. It looks like. You know? you yes. your eyes. It looks like the stranger's <laughs> mask meets. Yeah. Uh, is that the movie I'm thinking of? Yeah. They have like the white. I think it's strangers. It, yeah. They have it's like if you faces. put cake fondant on the stranger's mask and then put it in the yes. microwave and <laughs> yeah. uh with a bag of Orvin, orville redenbarkers oh if you do a jiffy pop on the stove though it's a totally different mask. oh yeah there you go maybe that's how you make that's it, how it melts. oh it my god that's how it it's there from the beginning yeah i get you it's like on the strangers there's like little kid type looking yeah masks, i don't know but if that's what i was thinking yeah. there's something else if you took this and you it. william shatnered it to the halloween mask if you do mm-hmm. that same kind of process you might yeah. be able to get the MTV screen mask out of it. I could see mm-hmm. that, but the purge. It's the purge. Oh yeah. It's the purge mask. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were announcing the purge. I was like, oh, it started. It's time. This is how I die. Yeah. Oh boy. She's allowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get. Hold on, let me see if I can find the mask. Look up the purge mask. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, the, the mask in it's like we talked about earlier for the movie. It's so iconic. I don't know why. Yep. I think we looked up a little bit of that what for the series. That? I don't know what mask about, it is. Uh, it's the it's a Michael Myers mask. That's the one you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. It's not. No. Um, but did you you were having some notes? I think on there too, right? Did you write some down? Yes, I have some notes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Brent, you've gone through everything. Yeah, I'm done. Okay, so I'm trying to. We'll start with, I just want to have a general discussion from mm-hmm. your perspective of Tatum and Gail's outfits. <laughs> yeah. And how that yeah. was just such a costume choice for both of them. Oh, yeah. When we first see Gail, it's from this crane shot outside of the school, and she's wearing the, it's like tennis ball yeah. green outfit. Line, it's like yeah. somebody like, colored it in with yeah. a, a highlighter. Green, are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was like, damn, this was a choice. You're going to see her on screen. Like, you don't have any, any choice. Like, uh, light from the other side of the planet is being reflected <laughs> off of her yeah. outfit that day, you know? Yep. Um, and this is, is wild. One of the better she, ones, I think, of hers. <laughs> she's got, like, uh, these highlights in her hair that I'm not used to just from seeing her on like friends mm-hmm. you know uh-huh. but uh overall i think she looks I think she looks good she know? looks pretty good in this movie mm-hmm. she looks yeah. good but it's like i guess that it's like they wanted to be like she's different than like a serious journalist right like mm-hmm. she's never gonna wear navy blue she's gonna wear yeah. a red suit yeah. or a lime green mm-hmm. suit or whatever but she fits with that especially that, that era of that type of TV show. Like Sally Jesse Raphael. <laughs> I was thinking even like, like um 
like like an entertainment tonight sort of thing. Yeah. Like they, they always were like bright like clothing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. I do like that she's got the nards on her to be able to like walk up to that. I think it's like a crime scene or whatever, or maybe it's like um, the police station. Mm-hmm. And she just tells the cameraman, yeah, just follow me. We'll right. get through this. And they're all like, where and are you going? They don't, but she's just like, yeah, just fucking let me through. Right. And then you know like, who I am? Confidence. Yeah, like somebody pushes mm-hmm. her and she's like, do you know who I am? Like, yeah. Okay. She's just she's out there flexing nuts as hard as she can, just like making her way in the world today, you know? I mean. Giving it everything she got. Yeah, got to do it. Mm-hmm. And then Tatum has like, so it's interesting because you see her in, I think, like, Four or maybe five outfits. Mm-hmm. Two of them are like, like mock turtleneck, like short sleeve, skin tight, like shirts with like a mini mm-hmm. skirt. Yeah. Clearly with no bra, like in the entire movie. She's just <gasps> like. I didn't notice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When she gets killed, she is wearing a oh, skirt yeah. that is like a psychedelic, like spiral. Yes, yeah, on her butthole. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. She it does down lead to her the, butthole. Yeah. I noticed that today. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then the other times that you see her, she is wearing, like, lace-up pants, I think, at some... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a guy in a Halloween costume. Yeah. It's her. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> She's wearing lace-up like pants, I think, with, like, a, like a cut-off, like, football jersey. Yeah. And then the the other costume is that it's at her house at night, and she is in like the pajamas of a twelve year old. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like uh-huh. matching pajamas, and I was like, no fucking way is she wearing those pajamas unless it's like she pretends at home to be like mm-hmm. much more less seductress than she actually is. Yeah, elsewhere. maybe. It's it's funny too because Sydney is staying with her that night and she's uh, she has on uh, it looks like a like a long t shirt yeah. or something like that you know she's so it's like something that they would actually wear but then yeah she's wearing these crazy pajamas I think they're that, like cloud pajamas like cloud or something pajamas, yeah. like that but mm-hmm. they are literally like she got it from like a Christmas present from her grandma they're like but she likes mm-hmm. them they're like the flannel like <laughs> yeah, matching yeah, yeah. set that she got and she's like yeah. Don't tell anybody, but yes, I do sleep with a stuffed animal, mm-hmm. and I love my cloud pajamas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's like so hardcore. You don't expect that mm-hmm. from her. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna blow your mind a little bit though. Okay. With that, so this is the the red pants with the number ten jersey, mm-hmm. like football jersey she's wearing, is uh, actually a nod to Johnny Depp's character in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, where he wears a cropped football number ten jersey. It- and his midriff is showing way more it, than hers. It yeah. looks better, I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> gotta say. He's got these, like, rolled down... He's got, like, the rolled down sweatpants at the top, uh-huh. you know, like yeah. girls do. Which set of abs is hairier? The answer will surprise you. <laughs> Click this link. Um, yeah, she has some iconic role, you know, looks mm-hmm. on there. I've, I've recently, I found somebody that found a that pattern, that swirly pattern, and you can buy that mm-hmm. skirt. Like, she'll make it in different patterns, but... The swirl always moves, and I'm not sure you're going to get that butthole swirl that you're really looking for. Yeah, you need the butthole you swirl. Is that the episode title? Butthole swirl? Probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that good for you to be yeah, on an episode called Butthole so. Swirl? <laughs> Featuring Amanda <laughs> Fisher. No, could you maybe pick any other title? <laughs> well, we definitely have to pick it now. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what we can come up with. She also has sort of like crappy strawberry blonde hair that looks sort of like 
she was blonde at some point, and then she tried to yeah. become a redhead, and it didn't quite take. And she was just like, eh, okay. That kind of works for me, again, as a character trait, though. Like, mm-hmm. that, that makes sense that that actually happened, and this is mm-hmm. what she looks like, you know? I can think yeah. the style choices might be suspect, but I think the execution on them is very good. Mm-hmm. Like, for the most part... I believe what people are wearing and how they look and stuff. Right. She seems so, like, Sydney is so reserved. She wears just, like, plain T-shirts and jeans all the time. Man, hmm. I'm Sydney. Yeah, you are Sydney. Oh, yeah. You're, you're Sydney Randy look. and Sydney. Yeah. It's a good, that's a good combo. If Randy mm-hmm. and Sydney had a baby, it'd be me. Well, I just fulfilled my life goal. And your, mid- your middle name is Ridney, so it's all <laughs> I starting known. to make sense. Yeah. And Ridney's not very common. I gotta, uh, you gotta no, know it's that. really not. Yeah, so interesting. It's all right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next topic I have might be a bit of an unpopular opinion. Oh. But okay. I'm going to say it. Um, Tatum is a shitty friend. Oh, yeah. I'm curious about your thoughts on this, Brent. Um, how so? Okay. Because, again, I was just, I was just kind of, I was not piecing together mm-hmm. these relationships. I have mm-hmm. specific examples. Okay. Yeah, you gotta watch it like a bunch of times to know this shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would say that it's the overarching theme is that Tatum just lives in her, her own world, and she's just like, oh yeah, sort of. My friend's traumatized, but whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She tries to be a good friend. There are examples of her protecting Sydney in her and... own way to protect her, but you're, it's like, yeah, but you're kind of a shitty friend. So. The first time that Sydney gets attacked, the night of, like, so Sydney's mom has died a year ago, and Tatum clearly knows that she's, like, had, like, a hard time processing this. Then mm-hmm. these two people at their school get murdered, and Sydney gets interviewed by the police, by, like everybody else does. And then she's supposed to go stay with Tatum because her dad's out of town. And Tatum is like, oh, yeah, I'll come pick you up or whatever. She calls her and she's like late because like she like has hours late, hours late. And then she's like, doesn't say like, I'm going to come pick you up and let's go to the video store. She's like, oh, I'm going to run by the video store and then I'll pick you up. And Sydney is clearly like, I don't want to be at this house by myself. Yeah. Right. So she gets attacked. And then whenever, like. I guess it's like after she's at the police station and they've arrested Billy and they're at home. Tatum says something like, you brought it up earlier Mm -hmm. in the episode where she's just like, "Ah, I knew he was too perfect. He was destined to have a flaw. And I'm like, you're talking about this guy who like literally just tried to (laughs) kill you. Kill your friend. Like kill your friend as somebody who is just Mm -hmm. kind of like, well, you know, I mean, everything else was about him was perfect so like could you make it work um <laughs> yep good call and then um yeah. then she like convinces sydney to go to the party after more people have died and after sydney has been attacked and sydney's like clearly not into that idea and she's like please please i just it'll be so fun i just really want to go to this party mm. and sydney's like okay whatever and then they're, I think it's before they go to the party, they're like on Sydney's front porch and Sydney's talking about like Gail's lies or whatever. And Tatum was like, I mean, you only hear that Richard Gere gerbil story so yeah. many times. Like essentially being like, 
Sydney, everybody knows that your mom was a slut. Like, Everybody's talking everybody about it. Everybody talks about it. <laughs> everybody <laughs> yeah. knows. Like, uh-huh. I always look back too. Not not all of this. Not only all of this stuff is happening, but it not, hasn't even been a full year since Sydney's mom died. Like mm-hmm. we think of it as like we go into this movie and like that has happened in the past, and you know, like they keep saying it's like a year ago or whatever. But it's like if anybody's mom that you knew had been murdered. Mm-hmm. You would not expect a year later they would just be totally normal, but everybody acts like Sydney, get over well, it. Well, and then there's like <laughs> clearly know? a serial killer on yeah. the loose, and she's like, "Yeah, I know you're traumatized, but like, let's just go to this party. Right. My boyfriend's mm-hmm. throwing it. Okay, I want to go to a party. Yeah, they're gonna have O'Doul's there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, we're gonna have VHS That's tapes. Nice. We gotta be there." <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so those are just my points. I think that, like, mm-hmm. it's probably her just being a teenager for the most mm-hmm. part, but I'm like, I would hope that she would be at least a little bit more conscious of... Mm-hmm. I, I have thought we've reevaluated a lot of the relationships and roles of people and stuff, and Tatum is one. We brought this up before, Amanda, and I've talked about this, and um, it's also weird, like, Dewey and... It's obviously Dewey's sister, and it's um, Sydney's best friend and then she dies mm-hmm. in this one and they like never mention Tatum and the rest of the sequels like ever again yeah like they talk about their trauma their shared trauma of this whole experience mm-hmm. um but like they don't really talk about her anymore and so I feel mm-hmm. like even Sydney is kind of like well she's pretty shitty now that I look back on like, it like I think it's like she's the girl <laughs> that she knew in elementary school yeah right like they would never have been friends in high school if they had met but like they have that mm-hmm. like shared history you know because like clear, like look at Look at Tatum and look at Sydney. They're like completely opposite people, mm-hmm. right? That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they uh, had just met then when they have been friends. But then, then like whatever. Tatum knew her before, and then her mom dies, and so it's like the person she feels most comfortable around. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Clearly, seen this movie way too many. I times. mean, <laughs> whenever we listen to so the other points, uh, the other podcast that was part of his like, uh, uh, like the Erie, Erie International guys had such varying. Mm-hmm degrees of like how much they had seen this film when they had seen this film what age what mm-hmm. it meant to them or whatever like one had hadn't seen it i, I think at all i think winston right had never seen yeah i believe we uh we discovered his uh, his true name on the last oh, that's episode right, that's right, that's right. we have to be respectful of uh robert davies, robert davies. Uh, okay i'm sorry we got your name wrong all last episode gotcha, gotcha. robert that's yeah, yeah respect roger roger um uh-huh. I'll, I'll deduct one <laughs> teabag from the boston harbor oh okay on your behalf yeah <laughs> Just truly an honor. The highest honor an American can pay. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll sit on my front porch with a mint julep. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, but he, it's like, I think he had never seen it at all or like had only seen it once and never seen the sequels. And then like David wasn't allowed to see it as a kid. Andy was like 19 when he saw it. So like that's diff- different. Uh, for the Gorley and Russ guys, like Rust had seen it and loved it like for years and years and years. The other guy had never seen any of them. And I'm like, that's such a wildly different scenario for me and Amanda. Like, we have, we have seen this film so many times. We love it every time. I never get sick of it. We've had so many discussions uh-huh. about weird background characters. And, like, yeah. we know so much about different details of, of people and whatever. And, like, it's so fun. And I, I figured, like, a lot of people talked about Scream. I wanted to bring something to the table. I brought my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> big old smile there. <laughs> because I wanted to bring our experience, and our experience is like sure. this is a beloved franchise, and this movie, mm-hmm. this first movie in particular, is is so loved by us, and uh, mm-hmm. it means something different than it seems to have anybody else that I've yeah. heard or know. My brother Danny is one of the reasons I'm so big in this, and, and films as well, and horror movies. I bring him up a lot for that, and he saw this movie in theaters and brought it to my attention and stuff, and like mm-hmm. I know that he would gush about it like we do, and he's seen it so many times like we have, but. Um, 
I do respect and love everybody else's opinions on it and everything, but ours is the best. So <laughs> <laughs> it, that sucks that it falls that way I for know. other people. You know, it's just like damn. It's a lot we were given. It's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. The way you know, the it cookie is, it crumbles. It's it's wild to see uh, Liev Schreiber in this yes. movie, oh, like in a non-speaking, gosh, yeah. right. only on TV cameo. Brief. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then yeah. to show up later I, and be like a real character yeah. is kind of funny. And yeah, you know. I know. And then he goes on to plays greatest role of all time, which is Sabretooth and uh, right. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, we all remember it. Best. Where he, best film he runs with bugle fingernails <laughs> on the ground with his hands in that movie. I still love the other Sabretooth in the first X-Men movie like way more. I haven't seen Origins Wolverine in a long time, mm-hmm. but, um, and I love Lee Schreiber, but mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, the other dude uh, just not talking a whole lot was way better. <laughs> Tyler Maine. Tyler Maine? That That's like, how we got cast. A, yeah, he's, he's like, mm, oh, a mane. He's got like a, like a tooth saber creature. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck it. Anyway, I'm out. Uh, Amanda has at least one more note that I know is very important. Mm-hmm. To I know, this discussion. but I sort of want Stephen. Oh, to okay. Tell to this. tell the story. Yes, beca- mm-hmm. from your perspective, okay. it gets a little more entertaining. Okay, right on. That's and cool. I wow. have to say that um, <laughs> I cannot sh- believe I'm sharing this. With it's the an listeners. sort of embarrassing Amanda story about yeah, this movie, which is funny. Yeah, but, you know. So, this only happened like, hey, hey, Siri, <laughs> remind me to look for a show title within this story. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> You're going to get one. Okay. Um, so, okay. So, we've seen this movie a ton, as we've established. Uh, mm-hmm. Amanda and I have watched this a bunch over the years, but, like, we still find new things about it, right, that, I don't know, we'll talk about or, or something we, we notice and bring up again. Um there's a scene where Gail's uh, driver, her, her cameraman and driver, has died. She gets mm-hmm. in the van. She realizes there's blood everywhere. She realizes, like, shit's going down. She gets mm-hmm. in the car, and she's driving away, and there's blood on the windshield, and she, like, wipes it away, and then Kenny, her cameraman, slips down when she breaks down the, the windshield. He's been on the roof of the car, and she's like, Kenny, like, you know, get out of here or whatever is what she's trying to say. Mm-hmm. So, like... We hadn't watched this movie with, like, subtitles or, like, you know, we never knew everything everybody says the whole time or whatever. And Amanda one time brought up, she was like, <laughs> I don't remember how you really brought it up. I think I asked a question. you if you had ever heard of them. She wanted to know what type of van they were driving because the she was like, Gail says, Kenny, get off my Pagia. Get off my fucking Pagia. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, she says windshield. Get off my windshield. Yeah. And it, but when you listen back now, if you play that back, mm-hmm. it sounds like Pagia. And Amanda thought that was a model of a car. For that years. is so funny. Be, because I didn't have I didn't hear Pagia, but I I could not understand what she oh, was saying yeah. on that specific word. And then like after the fact, I was like, oh, I guess you said windshield or whatever. Right. But yeah, that's 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 it wild helps. and also the show title. Right. So congratulations. <laughs> but helps. how do you spell Pachia, I wonder. Yeah, we'll, Amanda, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Amanda spelled it A-way. I yeah. wonder with you mm-hmm. too. But I loved it was so sincere at the time too. Like, I don't know what model that is or whatever. I was like, like yeah, like I've never heard of a Pagia. But she says get off of it. And he was <laughs> like, No. It was so funny. <laughs> We watch. You know the next the next time uh, because you guys are in a, a corner lot, so uh, where you live, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have an open space for people to like throw frisbees on your yard sure. or whatever. Next time that happens, are you inviting I want you them to, to do that? <laughs> get off no, my I'm lawn. just saying the next time it happens, I want you to run outside and yell at the kids, "Get off my pajamas!" Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they'll grow up, and 20 years later, 20 mm-hmm. years from now, they're gonna have a podcast and be like, you know, there's a, a type of grass called pajia. Yeah. There's like Bermuda. Mm-hmm. There's pajia. Mm-hmm. And uh, a woman got very angry with me one time when I threw a frisbee on it. Mm-hmm. 
And then they're going to be like, and it comes from the term when all the continents were together, it was Pangea, but they took the N out of it, so it's just Pangea. It's like, it makes sense. Yeah, don't look too don't hard think into about it. Too hard, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. So yeah, that was, uh, there was always new fun things to, to look in the movies you've seen a hundred times, you know? You never mm-hmm. know. Did you have yeah. any unique points you wanted to I literally up? wrote down one note. And it's, it was the other day, we were, okay, we watched it like three times this week, right? And the first day I was like, I'm going to write some notes. And I started mm-hmm. and I stopped. And my one note is the sound design at Casey Becker's house is really good with the popcorns and crickets. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, you can, it is I, good. It is good. It is yeah, good. I love how like <laughs> early on in the movie it was, maybe, maybe. Yeah. but but then it was like such a like microscopic detail. <laughs> but then the rest of the time you're like, and done. And I'm, I'm done. just that's, like, that's the yeah. most important part here. Literally, you have to be the only person who has ever pointed that out. <laughs> so it, it worked out. You like know, a, the sound editor is like. Thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah. There's there's like yeah. a dog barking in the background. It all sounds uh, so natural. That was my like. I remember writing out and being like, "Yeah, I bet I, I should pay attention to this throughout the whole movie. It's going to sound this great." And that's, they I went didn't they went it. home upset one day, and their spouse was like, "Are, are yeah. you okay?" And they're like, "Yeah, I just can't get these goddamn popcorn kernels <laughs> popping and the crickets to balance out properly. I keep going back and forth with the editor and director, Ugh. driving me up the fucking wall." I hope somebody appreciates my work someday. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'll try it again tomorrow. Like, we'll see what I happens. Like, maybe your top favorite movie <laughs> <know>. ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love those fucking crickets. Yeah, that popcorn is popping. Yeah, you know what I'm saying popcorn crickets, Pagia. We've we've covered it all. <laughs> Tutor just neuter on this one, you know. So mm-hmm. you're welcome for my note. Yep, uh, I'm Absolutely. glad I contributed today. Um, love it. Uh, how about just overall thoughts, um, Amanda? Do you like the movie? <laughs> I don't know. No. You might brace for impact on this one. I'm curious. I okay. had no thoughts Let's, whatsoever. Since we are, we clearly know what we think about it. I am curious of really what I think Brent likes it, but I, I, I want to mm-hmm. get to you in a second. But um, since you won't be on the next episodes, mm-hmm. uh, whole series, you know, the, the series as a whole, what do you think about different sequels? Do you love all of it, even if it's not always that great? Do you want to give any other thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that there's never like. It's never going to be as successful as the first movie, and I think that that's one because it's the most original story, mm-hmm. and because the nostalgia is tied to that movie for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like Scream Two better than Scream Three. Scream Three is just like they tried some stuff. They tried some things, and things happened. Scream Four, we like recently rewatched it, and I like it more than yeah. when I first. We saw always hated it. that one. I yeah. hated Scream mm-hmm. Four when it came out. I was just like, I don't understand what they're doing, whatever. So I liked it better having watched it, and I liked Scream Five. I'm interested to watch it again. I think I will probably like it more the second time around. I know Brent will. <laughs> Gotta be better. <laughs> it, uh, almost yeah, clinically, yeah, it has to be, yeah. yeah. I think it was like, I had no idea what they were going to do with Scream 5. And so I think part of it was just kind of watching it to see what yeah. would happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that, like, when we watched Halloween 2018, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. my initial reaction, like, the second we finished it was like, I freaking love what they did, yeah. I want to watch it mm-hmm. all over again. And I did not have that reaction to Scream 5. 
I've heard that recently that some mm. people talking about Scream 5, and they're like, this is the best one of these new, like, requels, as they say in Scream yeah. 5. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? That's so interesting, because I feel like Halloween 2018, like, really hit it out of the park. But we also mm. really love, and Amanda loved, Halloween Kills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people really don't understand what they did with that one. And I'm like, this is wait, exactly is that, what Wait, I Halloween Kills, that's the one yeah. I was mm-hmm. thinking of. The newest one? Yeah. Okay. I, I liked Halloween 2018, but then when we watched Halloween, yeah, Hills, so you really like, yeah, I was like, oh wow, I really. So like some people don't really like that one, yeah, but I and Brent loves it. Like we love the mm-hmm. direction they went with that, and Scream I thought Again, was really good, but it's one of those cases of like everyone has opinions, but we were right about yeah, it. but it's we're crazy. Ours are correct. Mm-hmm. It's in the Library of Congress. <laughs> you can't make the shit so up so quickly guys. too. <laughs> I know you just—it's like emails, fascinating, uh-huh. isn't it? <laughs> Technology, you gotta love it. One thing I will say about the series is that I think that it is, a, is an amazing record of how Courtney Cox's face has changed over the That's last true. two decades. I can't remember what Mitch a woman said, said it. It was a woman that said it on the, <laughs> the podcast. It wasn't me or Steven, it was a woman. Mitch sent mm-hmm. us a pic. I remember what it was now, but I'm not gonna say it. But Mitch sent us something about her, her new look in the new movie. Which I was like, I could never see, like, I, I feel like now that she looks the way she does, it would be really hard for me to buy into her being Monica on Friends again. Because mm. mm-hmm. I don't think Monica would ever get plastic surgery, but I can totally buy that Gail would. Oh, for so sure. So it yeah. actually kind of fits even better for yeah. me, mm-hmm. for her. Yeah. So it, I think it, it's like one of those scenarios. Like her chase her youth exactly. and chase, like, the pinnacle of her career. Exactly. And, yeah. That's what Gail would mm-hmm. do. So I'm like, that one actually kind of works for me. Um, mm-hmm. Even though she looks really weird in the new movie and her face doesn't move a whole lot, you know? Well, and even stiff. is it the third or fourth? I think there was time that passed between the third and the fourth, and the fourth yeah. came back, and you're like, oh, wow, something's She's already changed. Started, yeah, yeah. and some stuff. And the third one, the mm-hmm. bangs, I, I, I weigh more like her face than the bangs in three. Those are so mm-hmm. bad and jarring to me. But so. her hair is different in literally every single movie. Yeah, in the second movie, she gets those red streaks. Mm-hmm. That was like, that was like a '97 look for sure, too, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Remember that shit being around? It's like chunky streaks. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah. To, yeah, I like I like all the people that survive in this and how they keep going. The, the main three, the trilogy mm-hmm. of those people, mm-hmm. Gail, Dewey, and Sydney, and stuff. Um, I like following them around and um, throughout the different movies and where their their characters go and where their real life people went. You know, with them getting married and stuff. Can we can we go around the table and rate this movie uh, uh, up to five ghost face masks? Yep. Mm-hmm. You want to start? You want us to start? Uh, I figure you guys would start. So Amanda, we can start with you since you're the guest. Am I and rank, also a lady. like rating it just in general of movies or like out of the series? Uh, just just this particular this movie. Would you give that uh, zero to five ghost face masks? I think five for me. It's a five masker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna say four. It's okay. It's, the, it's pretty good. <laughs> five, of course. Five. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, I too would give this five masks. Oh, wow. Uh, because it's like the one that sets the precedence. Yeah. It it started so many things. It started. Uh, this is like the first movie I remember that was meta in any way. Yeah. Uh, that called out references to things. And it's uh, you know what? I'm just naturally curious person. I like to learn, mm-hmm. and this is a fun way to do Without it. Without books. You know? Oh, Hell God, yeah. yes, gross. No. <laughs> Why do we even have books anymore? We have Scream. I will say know? that I know that um, Wes Craven's New Nightmare came out two years before this, which is like his mm-hmm. his last foray into the Freddy Krueger thing where it's very meta, but I had never seen that. I only saw that mm-hmm. recently, like for the first time. Like I've seen clips of it before, but 
Um, so I know that there was stuff even from this director very, you know, recent to this movie coming mm-hmm. out, but um, I didn't know about them. So to me as well, Scream was the one that kicked that off. And I also think I've I watched that movie, New Nightmare, recently, and it's okay, but it's not mm-hmm. that great to me. And yeah. this movie like takes any notion of what that was trying to do and really is like nails it, you know? So mm-hmm. I think scream is, is even if it's not the very first one to actually do it, it's the first one to really like do it well, I guess, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like this one a lot. Obviously, uh, it's very important to us and mm-hmm. it's always been good to me and stuff. Um, I mean, curious for you as well though, Brent, uh, your wife watched this with you curious for yes. her thoughts and, uh, if she was ever like a fan of growing up, I don't remember ever talking to her about Scream very much. So, um, I think she like she watched it after she had graduated high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We don't really talk that much. Yeah. If I'm being honest with you, like I always try not to associate. But um, <laughs> she she really enjoyed this movie. Oh, good. Okay, I'll tell you. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what she thinks about the other movies going forward I know, right? because she did like pause the movie at certain points just to, to like discuss certain things like it was talking about the blockbuster video store and, mm-hmm. and whatnot um but yeah I'm, I'm curious to see uh what she thinks about the other movies going forward will she just end up playing on her phone and or taking a nap <laughs> for, we'll see yeah. stay tuned 50, for 50. scream march <laughs> yeah for sure i think in scream three I, I'm, I'm like, what if she came out of it and she's like, that was the best one. Oh when my Jane gosh, if Bob she show, does, I she might. <laughs> yeah. her, her like movie choices are unpredictable to yeah. say the least. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. She would have gone Whatever. to the movie theater, like uh, movie store, the, the video store and picked up Scream 3 and you would have been like, you haven't seen the other two. And she's like, mm-hmm. I like this one. Yeah. Yeah. It has a three in it. Yeah. It's my favorite number. I love threes, so. She's like, you don't, you've never seen the number three in your life. Yeah. The number three has been dead for 40 years. <laughs> I, what are you talking about? I am curious to know her um, opinion on Tatum. Oh, yeah. You should, oh. you should ask her. I should yeah. ask her, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We should, yeah, you'll have to keep us updated, too, throughout the, the month as uh, you guys watch them. And I'm curious mm-hmm. always with her, her opinions on movies are different. And, and I'm always curious, like, did this one make her fall asleep or does she like this? And these two movies, to me, are up her alley in at least that it's, like, they're fun and, you know, quick sort of things. Yeah, and I think she likes the aspect of the uh, the whodunit of it all, you know. Yeah, see, Um, Especially if she didn't remember them. I see her being somebody who likes mysteries and liking that, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't remember if she's, like, a big horror movie person. You know, we did a bunch of horror movie talk in, like, September through October Mm -hmm. on the podcast, and it was oftentimes where... Even if it wasn't like uh, my weekly assignment of watching a horror movie, she would like pull up Shutter or check out HBO to see like what what horror movies were on or whatever. So um, she she does go to that. Like it's not a um, a, a taboo genre for right. her. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those things where like some people love them, some people hate mm-hmm. them. You know, and I I couldn't remember where she fell. Yeah, and Brandy yeah. seems to be in the middle there. So. I, I I really don't get that because even saying, oh, I like horror, like I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, well, what does that even mean? Like there's so many mm-hmm. horror is such a wildly diverse genre mm-hmm. that it's like, does that mean you like slashers? Does that mean you like yeah, you think you're kind of breaking thrillers? Down. Yeah. Because yeah. like um, I hate the Saw movies. Like I hate yeah. that. I, mm-hmm. I don't like, like torture. Porn. I don't like torture porn. I don't like that mm-hmm. whole element. Hostile. Do you like porn torture? 
That's where you take a bunch of uh, porno DVDs and hold them over lighters. Um, you put them in a popcorn tin flat on your stove. What? Jostle no, those a little like bit. No, because I don't like the smell of burning plastic. Mm. Other than that, I'm open to the idea. You know what? I see what I did there. Yeah. I take it back. I'm sorry. We're still sticking with Get Off My Pagia for the title. Yeah. So, yeah, we're locked in. Excellent. I like that yeah. somehow you find a way, more often than not, to bring it back mm. to fire in the house. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> Not that it's a touchy subject I, or anything. I, I had a good run there for a while, yeah. uh, and now it's just well, like, oh, things are back to normal. Once you said one joke, you kind of yeah opened the floodgates, and they've just poured out mm. since then. That one that you said when you visited us uh, a few months ago was my favorite one, because that was really pretty recent. Wait, what did you say? It was in the I pool. Don't I don't remember exactly what you said, uh-huh. but it was in the pool at your parents' house, because yeah. you guys had visited, and we were staying there. Yeah. We couldn't be in our house because of the fire, and you said something, mm-hmm. Brent. I don't remember the actual joke, but it was like... Mm-hmm. You know, just a quick like, oh, there's a fire in your house, and you immediately were like, "I'm so sorry," but like, yep. you realized what you did. And it, but I, I was like, I needed that release. I think I was laugh drunk at enough it. that I was. You just didn't like, hear yep. probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But man, it was really good. So. Oh, okay. Well, cool. I'll yeah. take credit for it. <laughs> and you've been, I'm happy I did it. I remember it. Yeah. It's all right there. You've been doling them out slowly since then. And, uh, I feel like that was the start of the faucet, but I like it. So. Uh-huh. Um, all right. Anything else for anybody? Cool. All right. Nope. Uh, well, you can let us know what you thought about Scream. I would love to hear what anybody that's listening to this thinks mm-hmm. about it, because I, w- I could talk Scream all day long, which is why this is one of our longest episodes ever, I think, at this point. Uh, recording time this is over three and hours and 15 minutes. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. if you want to talk to about it, uh, send us a note. All the info you can find us is in the show notes, as usual. And you can also rate us on your favorite podcast apps. Five stars is appreciated. So, yeah, and uh, go get some LTAS merch. It's ah, in the uh, the link, or the link is in the show description as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda, did you know we have merchandise? I did, I? and I'm actually thinking, like, do you have coffee mugs? We do have coffee mugs. Not to bring up a sort like? like subject, but I need to replace one of my favorite coffee mugs. Oh, that interesting. I have on my no, so sorry. No, the knife cuts the other direction. <laughs> More in the loss of that coffee cup. So. You can't get them anywhere. Yeah, me too. And I and I I have one. Yep, I have one. Uh, we're we're talking in reference to a coffee mug uh, that was made for this webcomic I I drew for a while with uh, Austin and David from Hideous Energy mm-hmm. called Super Cute. Oh. And I made some mugs and I sent some to some people uh, that I liked, including Stephen and Amanda. And then Amanda at a certain point uh, screamed Mazel Tov mm-hmm. and threw it on the ground or something like that. I don't I don't remember the exact scenario. I do but. remember her saying, oh, I broke my coffee mug. And I said, you broke my coffee mug. That mm-hmm. was mine. I used it mm-hmm. all the time. It was the perfect height it. and shape mm-hmm. and weight. Mm-hmm. She's talking about the mug. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know the other thing's disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then I There's asked no him, I said, well, just <laughs> ask Brent to reorder, like how we reorder yeah. it. And he was like, we literally cannot get another one. I mean... You could, I mean, we, we but you yeah. you probably have to go to a website and be like, "I'll buy a hundred, so I can mm-hmm. make them affordable." And they're, they're not. Then I really could yell Mazel Tov. Yeah, <laughs> so okay. <laughs> buy Amanda a couple boxes of them so she can break more on purpose. Yeah. This is a good plan, I guess. Yeah. You sit on your front uh, porch, you scream, get off my pit, Pagia. Yeah, drinking throw a them at the neighbor kids. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, this is That'd a good, good look for you. Yeah. We're getting older, you know. Like we, gotta, we gotta fit into our roles. It's good to have future goals. People. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Boys, you know. yeah. Well, obviously, next week we're going to continue on with Scream Two, nineteen ninety-seven. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to that. I, we might watch that tonight instead. That'd be fun. 
Yeah, yeah that. maybe. Um, but yeah, I'll probably watch that a couple times this week as well. And I'm really looking forward mm-hmm. to continuing this series. So definitely join us for that. And uh, other than that, thank you for joining us today, Amanda. Oh, you're very yeah. welcome. Thank ah. you for having me. Excellent, excellent. Uh, well, yeah. that was a good conversation. Yeah. Glad to have you back on. Thank you. As always. Uh, until yeah. next time, I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. I'm Amanda. And let's talk later. Bro, I just pointed it at her. She got it right. I was like, "Am I supposed to say?" I know. I was like, like "I didn't I tell don't know her." If you're... I thought she was gonna like, bite your finger. No, I, I was holding it out in front of her face. <laughs> yeah. She is hungry to eat. It's dinner time, and she's like, "I've had." Oh, you should tap. Not there, over there. Never mind. They're so far away. We're not gonna That's tell you. That's a good anything. story. That was fun. <laughs> it was a food product that I want to bring up with more than just now. You know, I want to bring it up okay, in the day yeah, of a yeah. show. It's the only thing I've had to eat today. Yeah. So that was her point. Yeah. Except Outside of the. The banana bread? And the apple. <laughs> Amanda likes to do this. She likes to be like, oh, I haven't eaten anything today. And I'm like, well, uh-huh. what about all this other stuff you I eat? haven't had any mm-hmm. meals today, okay? That's what she needs. No, nothing substantial. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I need like food. five meals a day, <laughs> for being honest. <laughs> I'm constantly like, when are we going to eat again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah. It's a good look, though. I like it. It's part of your personality. I know. Part of your it, charm. You, Hanger. You've got... You got breakfast, second breakfast, mm-hmm. third lunch, second lunch, <laughs> first dinner. What? And then if you can fit in first lunch in there somewhere, mm-hmm. that's up to you. But you know. Yeah, and there's then there's dessert. There's, there's a dessert for each dessert. of those meals. Yeah, extra <laughs> yeah, desserts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like to eat uh, when we go to breakfast places to get get breakfast food delivered or whatever. I like to get a lot of savory stuff, like the biscuits and eggs and bacon and stuff. And Amanda almost always gets pancakes, which mm-hmm. I get to finish. And I like to think that it is like breakfast dessert. You know, mm-hmm. and then I'm yeah. like, I need a little savory to cut my breakfast yeah. dessert, and so I'm always like, "Will you get some kind of potato?" Potatoes, that's her thing. Yeah. Mm. I'm breakfast a little bit savory. Nah, I'm a little bit sweet and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, I think I jumped the gun. Uh, we gotta start it over. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no. It's, okay. Was it on three or was it on record? I don't know. I, I usually am pretty good at matching Brent. I can almost hear him click as he clicks, and then yeah. that's when I kind of go. And you have like a millisecond there, right, to, to jump on it, to get on top of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do my best. But this time, I was like, I'm so excited on three. Oh, <laughs> oh not the first time. I Amanda know, right? Knows. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I got so distracted by like doing my weird voice that I almost forgot to hit record for you myself. Know what happens? Yeah. So do you guys think you hit record at the same time? This time? Yeah. Potentially. Get, yeah. If you got distracted, maybe we both hit it at the same time. That would have been amazing. Like, do you guys need to do this again? No, because that's what the okay. sync word is for. Yeah, and we'll get there in like eleven minutes, so don't yeah. even worry about it. Okay. Yeah, this is this is the show now, Amanda. Okay, I know great. you've not been on in quite some time. Or listened. Uh, but yeah, and why would you? Why does of anyone? Course. I'm a busy lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she listens to busy business lady podcasts. Yeah, I'm a busy business lady. Okay. Like uh-huh. like shows about murder. Yeah. Or makeup. Or anything hosted by Busy Phillips. Actually, yeah, that's. I do love <laughs> Busy yep. Phillips. Yep. So. She's I'm great. Saying. She's got a podcast. You got to <laughs> yeah. listen to it. Does she have a podcast? 
I believe so, yeah. I haven't heard... I've heard her on podcasts. She's actually really fun and nice. I'm trying to think seems. if I've listened. I think I I think I started the podcast, but I haven't finished it. Wow. Yeah. Who's a true fan of Busy Phillips now? <laughs> wow. Listen, what about I Wilson Phillips? I have like 17 podcasts and like 3,200 YouTube channels I watch. It's so. mostly YouTube for mm-hmm. this lady over here. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Listens to a lot of podcasts, doesn't listen to her own husband's. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Well, do you guys talk about cults? No. You don't. I mean, we've we've started no. our own cult on this podcast. Yeah, this if is I our cult. Correctly. Yeah, this is. If it. you want to get on the ground floor of a cult, if uh-huh. you like cults, this is the show to be on, baby. We're saving our money for robes. <laughs> um, Busy Phillips <laughs> is doing her best. Is the name of her podcast. Yeah, no, yeah. didn't yeah. know she had a podcast. I love her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to read her book. She was on a podcast talking oh, about book. God. Brent, okay, all right. Uh, we gotta uh, we gotta <laughs> change the subject. I'm not trying to get into book talk here. That's not that kind of show, Stephen. <laughs> My bad. I apologize. I, yeah. I noticed it right away when I said it, too. Mm-hmm. I, every time I do bring up books around you, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I just heard that this Harry Potter film series is based on books. It's, um, it's disturbing. You're I like, like I don't, I'm not a fan of that. I'm just like, why Why do they have to write books about every movie now, you know? Mm-hmm. They wrote one about Jaws. They wrote <laughs> one about uh, The Shining. They wrote one about um, all the Kevin, Kevin? Kevin Sting stuff. You know, Stephen King. Oh, I think you're keep, keep, keep it up with the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, that's not. No, let's take no. that back all around. There no might books. be picture books for that. Can you no. imagine the picture book of Kim Kardashian's sex tape? Uh, That'd be wild. I'm, I'm working out a publishing deal for it as we speak. <laughs> Is it a pop-up book? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you have to have said that dirtier. He just has those little tabs that yeah. you just pull up and down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you make it about three yanks, and then you're you're done, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the tagline. What you're used to, then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, wow, burn. <laughs> I mean, if it's true, it's true. It's not even a burn at that point, you know? That's simply the salve that goes on the burn. Mm-hmm. Man, wow. Amanda, mm-hmm. really coming on strong here. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. I've got a lot stored been up. Been a while. Been a while. Oh, Amanda, we, we have so many, like, inside jokes now that you have oh, missed. You're, you're, you're just going to stumble upon stuff. At a certain point, you're going to be like, it's been, and I'll be like, yeah, it's been, you know, like there, there's no yeah. safe spaces here. I'm just going to wander off for about 15 minutes and come back mm-hmm. just every That's time. Okay. Yeah. She, before this, we put on screen, you know, cause it's, we're going to talk mm-hmm. about, or we, we already talked about depending mm-hmm. when you're listening to this. Oh and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we put that on again before the show. And then Amanda was like, I'm just going to like kind of roll over here and maybe take a little cat nap. <laughs> <laughs> and she, before she did, she like, she was like setting alarms to make sure she could wake up for it. And she was like, so do you want me on the full episode or do you want to come get me for the main topic? I just needed to know how to plan like my alarms and how long the nap Oh, Okay. Fair be. enough. Fair enough. You Are know? you a multi-alarm setter, Amanda? Mm-hmm. I okay. feel like there's a wrong answer to this. No, mm-hmm. I'm just like fascinated by this because my wife works. sets uh, 11,000 <laughs> alarms every morning. And I'm just like, how come you don't set one and then hit snooze? And just I like, have two alarms. Yeah. That's actually surprising to me that it's only two. Mm-hmm. And most most like chilies are a five apart. alarm, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's, so I've that's, heard that. That's nice, yeah. Might have been a full chili's worth Baby there. Baby back ribs. I am <laughs> a snoozer, <laughs> though. Yeah, you like to snooze the two alarms. I That's do. That's a good, like, median, medium mm-hmm. point. But I haven't been snoozing as much lately because I've been setting my, my alarms later, and then I'm like, <laughs> I don't have as much of a buffer, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're pretty good about waking up with them, though. It's not like you have to, like, 
keep I, I used to do a ton of alarms I'd still do I do like five every day oh my god Steven and I so if I have to be somewhere at nine o'clock I will set my first alarm like I'll figure out like okay I need to get up and shower and do all these things and it's gonna take me so long to drive there so like say I need to be somewhere at nine I'll wake up like at 7 30 but I'll have mm-hmm. like a 7 30 a 7 45 and 8 8 I'll do like 15 minute increments all the way up until the time <laughs> I need to be somewhere just really triple triple check yourself quadruple mm-hmm. centuple sextuplets yeah Hell yeah but what's ironic about that is Don't that steven has a sixth a sixth sense i guess you would mm. say is that he has an impeccable sense of time Mm-hmm. And that I would say most mornings he doesn't even need an alarm clock. He will wake yeah. up before it. I do generally do that lately. It took me a long time to get used to that. But again, it's the thing when I turned 30 and I would wake up at 730. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I just I can't not do it essentially now. So I set those alarms almost as like I used to need them a lot. I don't even really need them anymore. But I'm scared to go to sleep without them because I'm like, what if this is the morning I sleep in, right? Yeah. But like, even Can't if we it. start like food or something like that and mm. it's cooking, he'll be like, I think it's probably about to, and then it'll just. I'm beep. really good at that. Like I'm about, yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna walk in the kitchen. It's gotta be beep, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I got one again. <laughs> I get really excited about it. All right, so are you, Brent? Are you a a one alarmist? One alarm yes. fire? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I set one alarm. I occasionally will hit snooze. And whatever, like the iPhone defaults to, is like nine minutes or something yeah, like that. It's like yeah, some weird, weird time. Um, but most of the time, I'll like hit snooze and then I'll try to go back to sleep briefly. And then I'm, mm-hmm. I have this conversation in my head. It's like you're gonna fall, fucking fall asleep. <laughs> you're not gonna hear your second alarm go off. You're gonna sleep through it. Your wife is just gonna let you go to sleep just because she's mm-hmm. created to destroy you. So <laughs> that's nice. You might as well just stay away. So like. Four minutes into it, I'm just like, fuck, I'll just get up. And usually my little dog, Miles, is on my chest, like, licking my arm, trying to get me that up. That was going to be my follow-up question. Yeah, was, you have dogs. Aren't yeah. they really sort of like a built-in alarm? Uh, the little one, for sure. He's ready yeah. to party uh, <laughs> or shit or both. So For some mm-hmm. reason, when you said he's ready to party, I imagined him with, like, a mullet. Like, he's, like, an <laughs> 80s rocker. Or like, he's and like, just, like, a, like a glass like, yeah. of beer. No, he's getting, like, a natty light can. Yeah. He's like, what's up? Yeah. We talked about this the other day, actually, because when Savannah was here, uh, she would not wake me up. She would go to Steven yeah. in mm-hmm. the morning. Huff in my yeah. face. And she would, like, huff in his face, get him up so she could go outside and pee, and then she would immediately come back inside and be like, all right, Mom and I are sleeping, and mm-hmm. she would go oh, back yeah. to sleep, and Steve would be like, well, I'm, I'm up. up. Yeah, because mm-hmm. usually when I, once I wake up, I'm up. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I can sometimes take a nap during mm-hmm. the weekend or whatever. They don't like me to do that at work. It's weird. They're up fucking up it's tight. weird, man. God, so stupid. Uh, I don't work for a corporation. It's weird. Right. Uh, but during the weekend, I will usually take, like, a, a nap. But I really have to, like, ease into it. Even if I'm super tired, I have to, like... Mm-hmm. You're not used to it. Yeah. There's, like, a, a come-down process before yep. I can, like, take a nap. And then it's just, like, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes of sleep. And then my brain is like, well... You're not well rested. Matter of fact, you got like far enough into a rim cycle to where you're like <laughs> gonna be disappointed by getting up, but you simply have to be awake now. It so. hurt you more than it helped. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
I feel like if napping were an Olympic sport, oh, I would certainly medal. She would be great. <laughs> this, this is a bronze chick, but I got to tell you, I think she can go for gold. You know what would be funny is like Amanda would get the get the bronze, but then they would go to like hand out the medals and she would be asleep on the podium. <laughs> and they were just like, no, wait, wait, wait. They like put her body up on the gold pedals, yeah. pedestal. So like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, even that, yeah, the first place winner, like, it's like, I'm actually cool with this. I'll step down. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely does win. That, that is true. <laughs> My wife can do that pretty easily as well. Like, when, whenever we fly somewhere, she's able to easily nap with a neck pillow, which mm-hmm. only forces my neck forward. I don't know how that's comfortable. I don't know how to, like, yeah. center my uh, gravity to where I don't fall. For, like, it, it seems like... You're supposed to put it in front of your hip, and you lean into the chair in front of you. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. You were doing it wrong. I need to throw my arms over yes. the seat in front of me. Yes, Okay, and just and like you, around their neck to hold tight. You grip the person's armpits with uh-huh. your, your hooks, yeah. you know? And that way, you, if it jostles, you keep them safe. You know, I've heard the term grip pits before, but mm-hmm. I didn't actually know what it meant. So this is all making sense to me now. It's good that it makes sense now because I heard it on a podcast once and they used it as a sink word. I think that's a good sink word. It's interesting that that's the sink word now because Amanda chose it. That's great. Oh, Amanda, <laughs> thank you so much. It's been great having you on. You've been a tremendous guest. It's been a great 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's been much longer than that. This is at the end of the show. This is eternity then. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. This is my version of purgatory. Oh, I wow. Just Welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, we just bought a new rug. It's nice and bright here. Mm-hmm. I really thought it was going to be dark. Yeah. Uh, we have a vending machine, but it's like fucking, a, you can never afford anything in it. Yeah. But the cinnamon buns are really good if you can like jostle one out of there. Them. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you really can wrestle with it. You got small arms. If you can get up there. Mm-hmm. You can fist that vending machine. I was about mm-hmm. to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, nope, I can't. <laughs> You're like, even if I act like it, they're just going to jump on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we already did without you doing it. So. Mm-hmm. Grip pits. Well, grip pits. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. Grip pits. I, I, I know that's what, that's what frogs say, right? Grip pits. Grip pits. Tree frogs. The ones that can grow, like climb on, on windows and walls. Yes, of course. Not lily pad flock. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Get out of here. This oh is frog God. talk with Brent, Steven, and Amanda. Yeah. No. <laughs> Well, Amanda, there's a, there's this thing in uh, improv comedy is called yes and uh, where you want to keep the conversation going. Yeah, you don't stop it. Yeah, you, yours is you've given us a hard no multiple times <laughs> verbally, but also with your eyes, you're just like nah, nah. You're like guys, cut it out or I'm walking. Mm-hmm. I I will be I will be a nicer participant. <laughs> During the stream talk, we got to get yeah. the stream talk. Yeah, okay, yeah, we, got we, got it. To we just got to make it there, mm-hmm. uh, which we've already done because again, this is at the of end of the show. Um, and uh, for the listeners, that. Amanda has been drinking uh, out of a beaker this whole time. <laughs> uh, some type of uh, what's that? Wine or is that champagne? It's prosecco. Italian champagne. Oh, spaghetti! It's a it's spaghetti brand. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Spaghetti prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I thought in my head I was like, "Don't say this; it's gonna be stupid." And you both laughed pretty well. So no, thank you. I appreciate I that. It, it, yeah. was, it did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Play to your crowd, right? Yeah. All right. So grip pits to sink on three. Wait, do I have to say it? Everybody yes, has. To. Of yeah, we gotta make sure okay. you're here. Grip, grip hits. Oh my god! Grip, grip pits. pits. If I were to lean across you and grip your pits. Ow! Ow! That hurt both of us. Yeah, we're sharing <laughs> headphones. It's been an ordeal. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. All right. Okay. Grip We're hits grip to sink pits. on three. One, two, three. Grip, grip hits. hits. I think I said grip hits. Is that okay? Grip it. Oh my god. Like hit clips? You remember hit clips? Wait, what is hit clips? What is that? Hit clips are like these little like cartridges that had like a single <gasps> song on them. Yes, that's you right. Really put in a thing. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah they were like little cartridges. Yeah, I, yeah. I distinctly remember it was like around Britney Spears mm-hmm. era. And like baby yeah, one more remember, time. Yeah, 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 I remember like yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it? Hit clips? That's what I said. Hit <laughs> <laughs> I was like grip hits, of course. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. They got like little like radio players and stuff, mm-hmm. and like it's hard to see on there, but yeah. They I, like cl- I have a ton of those, obviously. <laughs> That's primarily how you listen to your music, right? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I have to carry around multiple boxes with me, but it's worth it, guys. Mm-hmm. I know. Joe Rogan has his own brand of. Uh, oh yeah. Hit clips. Mm-hmm. Hit clips. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's just they're like small segments of a show, but it's just enough. Um, it's just all the racist parts. It's yeah, it's mm-hmm. all the racist parts, or just enough to get you to like not believe in vaccines. Yeah, I mean. And just the hits. What's cool is that it comes uh, with its own wallet chain that you can oh, dangle from the, your front pocket back to your opposite back pocket. So it really like swoops oh, around there. Oh, it really goes around. It's a big oh, chain. Oh, yeah. It drags in the dirt for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you don't want anybody to steal your hit clips. No, of course not. Because then you, you have know, to chase them. Yeah. I mean, you got to stay up on your Jethro Tull or whatever <laughs> the kids are listening to. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. So we can start could whenever you, you're ready. Yeah, could you timestamp that for me, sir? I sure can. Oh, thank you. I, Shere Khan. Oh. He was a tiger. He, play, he played in the Super Bowl. He got his ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> when I heard Shere Khan, I was like, wait, Shere, Shere Khan, is that not Star Trek? And it's not uh, It's not Lion King. That's Scar. Uh-huh. And there's no last name in that there. Uh, I had it took me a while to actually like trace it back and be like, what? Who's sure? It's not Mortal Kombat. You know? Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I'm having a moment where <laughs> it's like whenever I'm on a job site and somebody is speaking Spanish and it's like I know enough words <laughs> to try to start to piece together a sentence. Man. I think but I, I'm really missing the huh. like really important parts that hold the sentence together. The whole spoilers, this whole show together. Yeah. Spoilers, you're really not. They're not. You there. haven't missed a, a goddamn <laughs> thing. Like, we do not have happening? grips in our pits to hold this thing together. We don't. Right. We don't. Can't Grip do pits. It. Sponsored by Eltas. <laughs> Wait. Uh, Wait. Uh, other oh, way We're paying now. Fuck. Damn God damn it. We're losing money on this thing left and right. A man is just getting some banana bread. Hmm. Could you take like just a piece of bread and like mash up banana and rub it on it? That would be like, your version of banana bread. And this is banana bread. This is banana. You think you could win any competitions that way? Yeah, I'd w- win a chili contest. <laughs> and I won. <laughs> they thought it was so unique. Yeah. No one's ever done it before. It's like, I don't like the flavor, the consistency. <laughs> I don't like the way it looks, but God damn it. <laughs> is this is so unique. Effective? Yeah. <laughs> Amanda was uh, about to get out some some pretzels, and I was like, well, "You can't, you can't even show it to them." She's like, "Well, I'm just gonna eat a couple." And then she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get banana bread, which is a quiet food, a podcasting food, you could say." 
I'll eat it real quickly. This episode's sp- sponsored by Banana Bread. Mm-hmm. Is there bananas on that cup as well? <laughs> wow. You're just fully on brand. They, that's wow. really, yeah. Mm-hmm. Amando bananas mm-hmm. in the flesh. That's me. Yeah. In the banana it, flesh. It makes the water taste like banana runs. I love it. It's delicious. I wonder what that would taste like. Amanda's like, mm. mm-hmm. I haven't had a run in a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel scared for my teeth to eat one of those now. Really? Yeah. Just too sugary? Too furious? No, I'm like afraid. I, especially the banana uh, all runs that I felt were always like a really hard, hard candy. Like really on the cusp of being like, it's like, man, this is delicious, or I might have to go to the dentist soon. It was always a gamble, but I feel like my older teeth now would not mm-hmm. do well with that. Yeah. I don't know. Especially banana ones. I was, when you said older teeth, I was imagining, like, you exchange, <laughs> you, like, swap out your teeth depending on, like, what you yeah. need to do for that day, you know, this what is you're planning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a pre-runs model. I'm yeah. just not sure if I can do it. Uh, my cuspids are a little worn down. I got to change the carburetor, but you know they get the job done. It's fine. You know I'm not planning to do any heavy chewing this morning. Yeah, if you're not planning on doing heavy chewing, then like mm-hmm. if you want banana bread teeth, that's way different than Brunt's teeth. Yeah, that's basically what I'm saying.